Hello. Can you hear me? What up? Hey, what's going on, man? You know, same poo, different day. Okay. All right, let's let's check your mic now, though, if you don't mind. It sounds good. Candy's giving me the thumbs up, so I think yeah. we're good. Cool, cool, man. Yeah, I couldn't figure out this damn technology there for a second. All right. Fuck, no problem. We're all behind sometimes. Just what we need teams, right? I see you got a team that follows with you half the time. Well, Jonathan Short, welcome to Straight to the Point, completely off topic with your host, Kyle Dunbar. Jonathan, what brings you here today? Well, oh, I guess I got to redo this. And actually, I, I don't want to put you on the spot like that so much. I was going to be a little nicer than, than just put you on the hot spot. Thankfully, Candy, what, what's the problem, babe? What do I got to fix? <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, I got to fix your name. I was going to roll with it, bro. And I was <laughs> Joshua. Like, okay, yes, yes. Candy gave me the three syllable name, and that uh, that fucks me up because I know you as Josh. Right. No, I, I'm I, I like to make people work with that through those extra two syllables. So it's oh, uh, do you? <laughs> Joshua then is, is what we go by? Yeah, well, pretty much. I mean, I, I really don't even give a shit, but a lot of people just call me Joshua from social media, and Josh okay. just like homies and the friends. But like I said, you can call me Josh. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm well, down with see, it. My wife makes sure that she has, um, you know, a, a, a government name and, and her name for everybody else. That way she knows when bill collectors are calling. You, you, right. You're keeping everybody kind of at bill collector bay. Oh, yeah, no. I, and that's actually because Facebook shafted me and I couldn't be Josh Short Tattoos anymore. They were like, that's not your fucking legal name. So they yeah. made me send I sent them a picture of me with a middle finger up and they banned me from Facebook. So then I had to send a fucking picture of my ID. <laughs> so they like they put it on there for me. Joshua Short. I'm like, all right, I'll roll. Well, they it. banned you from Facebook because they didn't like the middle finger or because they were like, you were supposed to show us a picture of your ID, dude. This Probably a little not- bit of both. Uh, right on. <laughs> Did you get a little satisfaction knowing that someone had to look at that and uh, and just know, you know? Yeah, that screenshot meant the world. I mean, I never actually used a screenshot for anything, but I have it in my memory collection. So, <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. Well, Josh Short, Joshua Short. We'll go by your government name, Joshua Short. Welcome to Straight to the Point. Completely off topic. You have a very interesting, I think, story that that involves tattooing, and I guess it's pretty much in the charity name even that you that you're starting or working on starting, called Tattoos Save My Life. Yes, sir. Uh, Expand upon that, please. How did tattoos save your life? Were you dangling over a cliff? And <laughs> metaphorically, <laughs> tattoos a few times, by? probably. Okay. I, uh, I feel like that. You know. Uh, Honestly, I was having a talk with a, a buddy, Cody Gower. It was kind of like, yeah. you know, like right, you know, divorce status, going through some weird shit in life. And, and, and you know, we were talking about just coming back up, not letting anything get us down and shit. And and ultimately, you know, we got we kind of branched off topic about how tat like how tattooing has always been there, you know, since since day one of tattooing. It's just like it's always been the fallback and kind of like a lot mm-hmm. of the reasons for what I do. And. And then honestly, like we've been doing like suicide awareness fundraisers for the past few years uh, at my shop. And I always wanted Is to that try something to that's out. close on your on on your heart then. Oh, Have 100%. you had someone's I mean, past or I, I there's probably been more than I can count on both hands in the last five years. Friends, family members, uh, 
you know, even my son's, you know, aunt, you know, lost her life to, to, you know, mental health and stuff like that. And, and suicide just kind of really hit hard, you know, around my hometown. I mean, around the whole world, you know, you see this. Where is your hometown, that, Joshua? So I'm in Brownsburg, Indiana. So basically okay. Indianapolis, but, uh, about, I like to stay about 10 minutes outside of the city, save the traffic. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's ultimately just like, a little suburb right out right by the Indianapolis airport, you know, a little bit, it's about the same as anywhere else you go in the world. Uh, but you feel it's been pr- hit pretty hard with mental health problems. Oh yeah, man. And, and COVID really, I think that's really what started like a, a downward spiral for a lot of people just, you know, cutting us off from, you know, being able to do what we need to do. And, and, and it just kind of like led to a domino effect for a lot of people. I feel like in their mental health or at least, or at least give me more time to really sit back and notice it because, you know, <laughs> right. I, I just like, you know, I was about to propose that is the question. I'm like, well, maybe you were, it was so hectic. We had no idea how crazy we were. Right. Well, you know, I, and, and, and again, like dealing with the stress, I mean, you, you know, I don't know how, how long you've been doing tattoos. How long have you been doing tattoos? Ooh, uh, 25. You know, I lie a lot. I don't even <laughs> know anymore. Um, it's 20 plus years. I, I say around 25. I got my first one at 13. And so that day I kind of did my first two, but it was poking dot. So if right. I really want to stretch the truth, we can go way back. But right. you know, I've only been good for like, I don't know, nine of them. I don't even know if it's that. You know how it feels. I've only been good for like six months. <laughs> you know, I, that's the that's the. The, the struggles of an artist, you know, and I feel yeah. like talk, speaking of mental health, I mean, that, that I feel like a lot of people, especially younger artists kind of deal with that, like, exclude, like they want to, like they want that inclusion, you know, they want to be a part of something, they want to just be accepted as a good tattoo artist, you know, and I feel like yeah. a lot of us push ourselves to this point, trying to like, you know, compete with these social media, like, facades that they put out there, oh, you got to have this much, or you got to do this to be able to be mm-hmm. a good artist. And you know, and, and it's yeah, are you like, really an artist? I checked your uh, IG stats, and they're not so hot, bro. I know, man. I, I it's it's a rough life out there. So that's a, like this is this is the determination, you know. And tattooing's kind of always been built upon, not built upon. I think there may have been more respect at some time, but just in certain areas. Because actually, as I watch or if I read some of these old timers talk about tattoo artists, they're not so impressed by them of their time either, you know. But it, it feels like a lot of artists only respect um, other people that are as good or better than them in the industry. Yeah, and, it, and it shouldn't be that way. I mean, but, it, but you're no. right. 100%. Especially as, like- as they progress and they become better and better. And then sometimes those same people are like, well, now this person right here who used to mean the world to me, he means shit. Fuck him. And they right. move on. And, and and that's the thing, man. I just feel like the and that's with that inclusion thing. It's like we 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 all started somewhere, you know what I mean? And and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not innocent of it. You know, I've 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 thrown I've cast judgment judgments before. You know, I'm not perfect, but at the end of the day, I really try not to as much anymore. As like as I grow older and kind of just you know navigate life and and just under you know understand things a little bit better. But it's like you know mm-hmm. shit. I would have been making fun of my tattoos from 15 years ago for sure. You know, I would, I'd be like, hey, yeah. you know, and and it's just like. Once you, you know, realize that, that quiets you down a little bit about your own reach, right? Mm-hmm. Hell, okay. I haven't even done my favorite tattoo. I look at, I just like, I just want to do a better one than my last one. That's that's all I really, I take baby steps nowadays versus trying to overwhelm myself with, you know, the, 
well, you've done phenomenally do. as far as recognition in that you've won like tattoo artist of the year award. I can't remember the name yeah. of it, but it was for, um, I mean, it was online judging of some sorts, yeah. right? Yeah, Something was, uh, that yeah, it was that tattoo awards thing. And I, 2019 is probably like my biggest yeah, tattoo year awards. really trying to put myself out there. I'll be honest. Like I don't really do that shit no more. I mean, I'll, I'll compete every now. <laughs> Like, I, man, I put, I, I threw it all out there and it's just, and, you know, was it painful time. or was it, um, just the wrong pursuit for you? It was, well, I mean, to be honest, it got everything I asked for. I feel like I got as far as like, you know, like my clientele's built up, I can tattoo as much as I want. And that's really like to be able to provide for my family. That was like my main, you know, my main right. goal. And, and we all know, oh, award-winning artist, you get to put that on your thing. And it just sounds better to your clients. I mean, that's all it is. Now I don't even know where to fucking put all the trophies. So they're starting to stack up. And it's like, I don't even remember half of them. And it's like, yeah. really, I mean, it's cool, but it's like, I, I lost a lot of money trying to like cut, like, I'm like, Hey man, you, you want to do this tattoo and enter it, man. I'll cut you a dis discount or whatever, you know? And right. that's yeah. how I got to do the things that I wanted to do the whole time. And I look back at it. I'm like, man, like, uh, really, was it really worth it? I mean, I got a pretty big gold chain. I was actually like sixth place or something like that. I, there was a, so many artists involved. Like, I think it was like 67 awards, like traveling awards. And then like a few other online. Awards. I don't even uh -huh. fucking know it matter. But, you know, at the end of the day, like all I got was a fucking gold pain. that looks like some gangster train. And I'm like, bro, I but they didn't give you the what's Calkins got a belt uh, like oh, a, a wrestling yeah. belt or something. That was the year before. So they did the belts the year before. And then the next year, 2019. And I and, and I was against, against Jimmy. Jimmy's an amazing artist. So like, yeah, for me, it's kind of neck and neck I, with you guys, wasn't it? Or am I wrong? It was really close for a minute on the online platforms. He just he kicked my ass in the judging. He just went to so many shows, and like I said, he was just he's someone I looked up to in that stippling game. But you know, I the my my end was I, I I did every type of tattoo. So when I went to these competitions, I'd be like, I'd enter like ten different categories, whether or not it be like. Right black and gray color new school what was let's enter them all you know and each of that, you each of them cost you at least ten dollars a piece generally either for you or the client but if you're uh, driven and you're me. already cutting deals right am i wrong in right. thinking this that you're also like oh, i want sure, that man. fucking golden carrot man look how shiny it is oh dude i i wanted the 10 grand bro because it was like like the first place was 10 grand i think third place was yeah. something and Dude, I was like third place the whole fucking time. And then at the end, they like they introduced like some uh like overseas guys or whatnot. And then then all of a sudden all like the stats changed. And I'm like, bro, I am not even fucking competing anymore. And I went down to like fifth and then right the last day dropped a sick. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, well, you get a chain still. I'm like, all right. And they flew me out to uh -huh. Salt Lake City. I mean, it was dope. You know, it was a really cool experience. But uh, you know, would I do it again? No. <laughs> no. Hell no. You got the 10, 10 G's as well? Oh, no, I didn't get any money. If I would have got 10 G's, I'd be talking about a whole nother light. About, oh, you know okay. what, man? I'm trying to do it. <laughs> because, yeah, because that's a chunk of your yearly. At that point, you could see sacrificing a certain amount for it. Oh, I, I mean, when you get the record. Grand, okay. For sure. I, I lost over 10 grand trying to pursue 10 grand. That's when I look at it in hindsight. I'm like, you know, you, you go to a lot of these shows and, you know, I had a guy beside me bust out five or six thousand dollars in, in flash pieces in one day in Minneapolis. And I'm and I'm just like, <laughs> and you're cutting deals on. Wave, <laughs> right. Well, at the same time, are you cutting deals on like highly intricate? Um, yeah. You know, leg so sleeves and stuff so yeah, that you can enter while he's pulling five grand. 
Yeah, and, and and the thing was, I I, I sometimes I go down. I, I I hate to say it, but I, I would go down to like a thousand a day, you know, which is. I mean, being at home, that's like the home shop price. But when you're traveling and doing all this, I mean, it should be at least fifteen to two thousand. You know, if you're dependent you're, on yeah, like, your hotel for the weekend is is going to be. I mean, hotel and food and gas is easily going to be a thousand bucks, right? Easy. And and then the flight and, and all this other shit and the carry okay. on, like man, yeah, it, it gets up there. So like now I'm like, you know, I look at it in a different. It's not all about money, and and it, and it did teach me a lot pushing myself each time because I mean. You know, at the end of the day, it just the what it did do is make me better as an artist because I really wanted to push myself and and test my limits. You know, so yeah. you know, it, it, like I said I don't regret it, but would I do it again? Probably not. <laughs> did it? Valid. It also seems to have inspired though this uh, your your run into mental health awareness though. Am I wrong that I feel like after this, did you take a, a, a introspective look at yourself and feel that maybe you needed help and then getting it? want to share it with others oh for sure man i mean to be honest good because otherwise i just put my fucking foot in my mouth didn't i I realized that as i was saying it (laughs) like no no. kyle you're fucking i just like to help people yeah no 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 no, dude that's the thing like going to all those i met so many awesome people and i'll i won't lie you know i mean probably a lot of the the you know stress and stuff i dealt with was from me going and tattooing so much and not being around my family as much as i needed to so i'll like i'll I'll throw that and accept that out there but there ain't no changing that and you know, I kind of had to fit and, and at the end of the day, like, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I I look at it now. I'm like, Hey, I have the option right now. I have a little bit more free time, you know? Um, and ultimately like, well, I just was sitting there one night and just had like an epiphany. And this is after we had that, I had that conversation with Cody, but I was like sitting there just by myself, you know, just probably smoking, you know, just like mm-hmm. just thinking, man. And I'm like, you know what? Like I want to, I want to be bigger than just me. Like, I don't like, it's not like, and it's not like a, a selfish thing it's like i i want to like I, but i'm like you know i want to be able to do more than what i can just do tattooing people like i was like there's got to be yeah like something else out there you know what i mean and i'm like you know what i do fucking and i thought went back to that conversation and i'm like i fucking talked to so many people at these conventions and like when we've had this same conversation and i'm like you know what like i just i don't even remember who the first person i called with it was but i was like dude, I got to like fucking start doing non-disclosure agreements or something. This is fucking brilliant. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, so, but serious. I started, I started having meetings. I started calling artists and be like, Hey man, would you be down with this? With this well, you, idea? You know, as far as that non-disclosure, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I bet you find, I find a lot of times when you really start doing something like that, somebody would have to match your passion, not steal your idea. Do you follow me? Like you're going to be a further success with it as long as you have passion towards it, even though somebody else might be like, that's a genius idea. I'm going to try and make some money off it. And you're like, whoa, whole wrong motive. Right. Like I'm doing this to help people so I can feel better. My opinion. And I believe supported by, by certain Buddhist beliefs and, and other probably studies, but that helping people is how you get over depression. 100 percent i mean and and that's the thing like part of me sometimes like i get so anxious like even like getting ready to go to philly and really like we we dropped it in the net or in wait not the netherlands in uh new zealand mm-hmm. in november i kind of just want to do a soft launch take some shirts out there talk to some people you know really just be like yeah. pick some brains and then it just i mean there was like i mean it's not like a whole like, but we saw like almost 40 shirts you know what i mean and i was tattooing the whole time so like for me to be able to like do that and like and I was like, damn, you know, and, and people started hitting me up from that from New Zealand. Like, hey, you know, are, do you, are you guys out here? I'm like, 
you know, the goal is to start getting artists, you know, from all over to be able to, you know, ultimately just, you know, uh, be able to pass, you know, not, not like, no, I'm going to send them a hundred fucking shirts or whatever, but I really just have, like to have distributors, you know, amongst uh, okay. you know, all these different countries to where like this, like, you know, it, it's such a bigger problem than just America. And, and, and <laughs> yes. it's like, it's all over, man. And, like, and don't get me wrong, America, uh, we, we, we going through it, but you know, uh, I, I won't get off. I won't get off topic. <laughs> well, we get- can I say my own personal stupid belief? Oh, my stupid belief is that as we uh, eliminate uh, freedom of art from portions of our education, especially, but any part of our society, um, but f- it's more importantly for young people to engage in. We've already seen that it helps them intellectually and emotionally to be able to create. But yet we keep putting football on a higher pedestal than music, art and and other, you know, type of curricular activities i believe as we remove those out of our lives as this technology kind of makes it less necessity there's less necessity to be an artist now too like i saw some shit what i was talking with jesse smith yesterday and he's got an app on his phone that we were talking about you know doing tattoos with With, with these apps or whatever, you know, just asking them to draw your shit for you. And I'd, I'd come up with Milton's frozen ketchup. And in a course of a second, he like sent me four different designs for Milton's frozen ketchup that took me a week to put together how I really wanted it to be, you know, like, right. As yeah. that gets eliminated as the necessity of that gets eliminated. The unfortunate result might be that we have less art too involved in our lives. And from that, I think we go to a soulless, depressing place. Oh, I can only imagine. Like, I mean, look at the history of, of artists. Like, they all got depression. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we can go. <laughs> well, many times our art is our, our depression, though. And I think everybody has, is depressed, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, maybe in a way, or has been through it, right? Right. But they find ways to deal with depression. And I think one of the best ways for anybody to deal with depression is going to be through meditation. And some of us find our best meditation through creating art. Like to me, like, so like if that outlet isn't out there, I think you're going to see uh, criminality spike, violence spike and soulless acting behavior where we're like, why are people acting like animals more and more? It's like, well, cause you got football as a higher priority. And I, I'm not trying to take anything away from football, but God damn it. It better take a fucking second seat to the visionary process of being a fucking artist. Like fuck football when it compares to what art can do for people, you know? Well, I mean, that's kind of like a really good, po- like a good po- point on like why, I felt like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of like similar, you know, companies doing like pushing the same message and I'm all, I'm all for it. And I try to like mm-hmm. do as much as I best to align with that. But, you know, like, I feel like we are like, we inspire people, bro, whether or not we want to think it or not, you know? And, and again, mm-hmm. the other, everyone's on a different level. I mean, we, it, it, the, the artist, the, the two year artist could just be inspiring all the people he went to high school with that, you know, that are, are struggling. And, and, and it's like, the amount of inspiration that in the in the platform that we hold, like it, it just to be able to spread a bit a little bit of love on it goes a lot of way a long way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, shit, you, you you already know. I mean, Ink Master and all that. Like it, we all know in the industry that it's it's definitely helped. I mean, bring business to the industry as far as just 
really kind of making it more socially acceptable you know like don't get me yeah. wrong fuck it when you get those clients that come in like hold on so is your is this a, is this a blowout or is this is, you know or, or, do you know what a blow and you're at a question and you are like 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 they know what you're in a, in a, now that kind of that's kind of fucking annoying, there's a but- confusion that existed when when our client base started to become educated and many of us some some people i saw fought against it more i think others took the time and rightfully so and i bet you're one of the ones that that did this but you took the time to maybe more explain to the customer might have been wrong in their in their newfound intel you know they had the illusion of intelligence now that they watched a couple of shows they come in and they kind of speak out their ass a little bit and i'm and and some people really got bothered by that and they would put it on the show like it was the show's fault but then others of us and i'm betting yourself too took some time to try and educate those people of you know about whatever nuance that they might have been mistaken on yeah but oh here's here no no watch this here's a blowout no i'm just kidding but <laughs> <laughs> is that how you educated them you're like no no this is a blow here let me set up for let it. me show you a needle quick. and everything <laughs> but no i i'm a half glass full guy man like i i think it's beautiful to bring like, we got we got to bring these younger generations into the industry man like i'm not a gatekeeper i'm not i'm mm-hmm. not trying to make it exclusive i mean that's i mean to be honest i mean a lot of the stress i had in the industry was trying to get into the industry at first man like, again it's been like since 2007 or something man. no one to hire me i'm just like some fucking skinny white dude fucking half-ass art fucking ability you know just going up trying to be like man this is what i want to do i want to get better at this i mean people just didn't give a shit (laughs) well it's also kind of like you going up to a tattoo artist and you're saying hey man it looks like you got a real good fishing hole here uh you know boy it'd be great if if you taught me how to fish and then after you teach me how to fish how about i just set up on your fishing hole man that sounds awesome too (laughs) right well but Mm-hmm. But, but now because of uh, again i'll bring it back to ink master you know what i mean i feel like now there's such a high clientele base that are like that normally wouldn't get tattooed that see it on tv now and it's just become like this you know it's, it's a popular thing to do it's almost like a, a rite of passage you know you get 18 you're now you're the moms and daughters are getting their tattooed and before they go to church you know and yeah. you're just like it, and it's just like it again it's a beautiful thing but it, it it's been it's able to accommodate for all these new people were bringing in the industry i mean don't get me wrong i'm not yeah. i'm the last person to be like you know I, I think you should learn the right way you know and again you know well, how not, did you learn did you that because i, I, I want to get right to way. it i hear it kind of start and come out did not the right way <laughs> yeah not the right way man i uh, <laughs> right i i mean i don't get me wrong I, I, but I nobody studied, would teach you either right yeah, so no like what do you do me, bro so i just like that, watched them i didn't have youtube bro i didn't like mm-hmm. I, well, I probably did i just didn't realize i had the access to it but i just like right but you know, there I might not have been anything on it too back then Oh no! Yeah, it, it, there back then there was really no way other than I did. I'm a I'm a visual learner. I just I went and got tattooed, and I just watched mm-hmm. every thing they did and how they did it. And then I, you know started practicing. My head, I I had friends that you already know the the friends are like oh, I don't give a fuck if you actually can tattoo, but I want one. You know and yeah, they thank them. I'm saving I money, them so ain't I? damn straight. Oh, bro, I, I I love those guys now, but at this at the, they they let me you know work a lot of trial and error. But I mean it 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 clicked pretty quick, and then I started my then I went to a shop. I think I got like in a little bit of trouble, you know, uh, got into a car crash or something. And I, and I got a DUI fucking okay. price. It's been, it's been over 10 years, you know, but so like, I, I've you know, changed my <laughs> way. Some, you're embarrassed but by it. Huh? I am 100% embarrassed by it. It's not something that like, you know, I, I put other people in day. It was the next morning. Let me, I'll say this. It was like, I somehow had it on my, like, just, I had to go to work the next day and I, 
you know, I got into a car, I almost died, you know, and then I'm like, I got, I woke so up. So you were, you were the worst kind of a drunk driver. You're the drunk crasher. I'm the drunk crasher the next morning into a tree type guy, you know, and uh, thank goodness. You're the ones that make it bad for the rest of those drunk drivers. It's <laughs> like the ones that make it home. You're like, statistically, we really don't know about, you know, the safety of the ones that make it home. We No one's like, hey, by the way, I was out drinking and driving last night and it went great. <laughs> so put that in your fact, statistic I, fucking skew. I Ubered home last night. I had a couple of drinks last night. Even I Ubered the fuck home. So I like I learned yeah, from I mean. that. We didn't. But back then we didn't have Uber. I, right. I, I will. I will. And you're a young kid. No, what's that? You're a young kid, right? You don't. I oh, mean, I we don't 18. think of these things. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. eight. I was 18, man. I had three jobs, went to college and uh, was trying to tattoo and fucking went to jail, of course, got out. And then I was like, dude. I need to fucking change my life. <laughs> Even I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's one, of the, one of the many times that happens. You know, most of the time after you had to life. change, right? Because this <laughs> happened again recently, almost after oh, all the yeah. awards. You kind of were like, I need to change my life. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, and then you know, just life. I and mean, I, I got I got four kids, you know. So uh, and <laughs> and three baby moms. So let me say, uh, oh, I've had. That's three more situations where I had to reevaluate my life each three times. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I, uh, you know, I don't regret a thing, but at the end of the day, it kind of forced me to grow up. And, dude, I, I that day, I guess this is pre kids, you know, I, I went to a tattoo shop in town. I was like, hey, man, I want to fucking learn how to tattoo. I've been trying to tattoo. And they're like, oh, sure, man. Well, here's what you can do. You can just fucking tattoo. Like, you bring him in, you tattoo him. And if, and if it's a walk in, I get, I get 25%. And at the time, I'm like, or no, he was, was willing like, to make yeah. some money off your passion, bro. It was like, yeah, it, well, and, and it was like the craziest deal ever. And then, but me not knowing anything, like I, I went in there, fucking did some tattoos, and he, he taught me some shit. And then I, I was doing what tattoo too slow it was my favorite one I'd ever done. And he was like, bro, he's like, I gotta go, and I can't, you know, I, I, let me finish this tattoo real quick. And I'm like, all right, motherfucker, are you serious? So he hops on, finishes my tattoo, and then. Fucking, and then he's like, uh, and I, I'm only charged to do a hundred fucking dollars because I fucking don't know how to price shit. And I was learning. And, uh, yeah. and he's so like, he yeah, took man, all that they took the whole hundred, bro. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck this dude. <laughs> Finished my tattoo. And I got to drive this client home in a fucking hour. I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm about to fucking, I, I went to the, I started going to all the shops, inner city, man. Finding out how much a fucking assholes that tattoo artists can really be, you know, yeah. uh, I think one guy ended up coming and asking me for a job later. We'll get to that. But, you know, it's like you go up there like, hey, go find a How's real job. How's that feel? Let, no, let's get to that now. I've had that happen. Oh. <laughs> I had oh, somebody that, that worked against me in such a huge fashion in my life um, when I was starting out, tried and, and successfully got me removed from a couple of jobs. And then, you know, it all turns around. Eventually, you got it. You same boat. I'm very similar. <laughs> I'm betting. Eventually, you're like, you know, no one will hire me. I have to do it myself make your own shop years later i'm success and and here comes this fucking i won't say his name (laughs) but (laughs) he comes in he's like hounding me for a job like hey man remember me way back club you're like dude no like how could you can't change his like i remember yes how did that feel dude it it was liberating man i i i said well and i i can't really make this shit up because it's kind of happened twice you know, the, the first time the dude asked me for a job, I didn't give him the job. But uh, I was like, I was like, man, maybe you should try to find a real job. And I was like, I'm just kidding, bro. Remember me? Do you remember me? And he was like, yeah. oh, I think I do. I, 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 oh, shit, man. That's, that was you. I'm like, yeah, that was fucking me, man. I was Did like, you, but, what? I, he told you that, too? You should find a real job? 
Yeah, then, uh, yeah, because I was trying to find a job at his shop, like for fucking ever. And and long story short, didn't fucking hire him. But the best right. one, I say the best for last. So like, so I worked at a street shop on 16th Street. So it's like right by the Speedway track downtown Indianapolis area. And uh, and I worked there, and the guy basically fired me because he was one of his main artists got in trouble. Like, I think he was doing coke or something, went and robbed somebody, bro. And then so I you smoked, got fired. So I got fired because I smoked weed, and he and he and that dude told his wife oh. that me smoking a joint with him or a blunt or whatever was a relapse trigger. And then he fucking went. I go, bro, I never smoked no weed with no one that just made wait. So you smoked weed with coke the cokehead, and work. and that was that was on you then that he went out and robbed people. Well, like, that's what he said, man. Apparently, he's like, man, You're well, he home. goes. Because here's the deal. Like, maybe you just need to go home for a week or so and just reevaluate and see if you want to be a tattoo artist or a fucking dope head. Well, that's your favorite thing like, to do, man. I go, bro, weren't you doing like meth last month or something? Like, he was talking about coming. I, I go, what? I go, we can't. I go, we can't have this conversation. I go, I'm never quitting smoking weed. Fuck you. And I've grabbed my <laughs> shit and I left. That's, yeah, that was the end of it. So, not the end of it. So then, like, hmm. I, so then I come back about a year later. I opened up a tattoo shop. I ended up hiring the fucking guy who fucking. Did the coke and go, but he was on he was on fucking work release though, so he couldn't do coke, mm. so it was good uh, for, for a little while. You know, but, did he get uh, off and return to his old ways? Actually, I fucking love the dude to death, and uh, he's not with us here anymore, uh, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, another one of those things that kind of led to my choice in this whole mental health thing. But you know, all, I mean, not awesome, but it's you know, it's good. It it fits the puzzle pieces together now. It does. You it, know, it, it does, man. It's just like a, a long, a lot, and there's so many puzzle pieces. It's it's crazy. But like, <laughs> I swear to God, but you know, like, yeah, I believe it. So, there always is. Right. It, it seems like right. at least that I like to know is sometimes right. people's biggest failures will be the drive behind their greatest successes. So all these people are telling you, you know, fuck off, man. Oh, you want my job? You want to fish my hole too? Oh, and you want me to teach you how, huh? And they're like, kick rocks, kick rocks, kick rocks. You get a little bit of your foot in the door and, right. and that explodes. I mean, that was if it wasn't for that hard time, maybe if somebody says they make it easy for you, I, I don't know if this is true, right? But my imagination likes to go there. Somebody's like, Oh my God, Joshua, just what I've been looking for. Come on in. Let me teach you every fucking thing. I know here's how you hold a machine and here's how you tune it. This is the type of ink you want to use. And here's how you make it. everything starts just breaking it all down to it. You're absorbing it like a sponge, right? Maybe, or maybe I'll it's coming so easy to you that you're like, you start to think everything's owed to you. You know, or maybe you're just like, I don't even fucking like this. But because right. of the the fire that was burnt by somebody being like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. You were like, you know, I'll be back. Right. And and I, and I came back. Bro. I, I got that shop uh, about two years, three years later. So I went and mm -hmm. opened up a shop like and hired him. You know, his career blossomed for a while. And then, you know, that rock star life can lead up. You know, some people just can't handle it, you know. And then eventually, like, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to, I opened up a bar and shit. And to be honest, I was doing too much, spread myself thin. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what? Fuck the bar business. I'm going to, I mean, that gets you around an element of people too, that you, you imagine first is a great client base, but as it oh. becomes your client base, you almost, you're like, man, I'm, I'm, some of these people are just alcoholics or they have negativity flowing around them. And now I'm like waking up with fleas from lying with all these dogs. That's I mean that's the best way to put it, man. You you summed up my whole fucking eight month bar owning experience in one sentence. Well, damn, so. I didn't mean to do that. We're here for a podcast, so let's spread this out. And I ain't trying to shortcut none of this. Yeah, we ain't trying to take Gumdrop Lane and skip. Over. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> no, no, we, we we still got to get to the juicy part on the fucking uh, on the tattoo shop thing. It's like so I went and bought that dude's shop after all that shit, and I'm like, so I went back. I was driving by, and it was empty. I mean, like, what the fuck? Like that's my old shop. I'm like, so I went to and I went to go buy like a, a I think it was like a, a Glock or something like that, and it was at a pawn shop. And some mm-hmm. fucking how it, it was like the same day I was driving by the shop and found it was un, and apparently. When I went in there, I'm all tattooed up, obviously. And I'm like, yeah, I own a shop down the way. And he's like, oh, man, you should open up this shop down the road. I'm like, what, 16th Street? He's like, yeah, it's my brother's shop. I go, oh, shit. Oh, you got his My number? brother's shop, his tattoo artist? or like, Brother no, or somebody like, that owned the landlord? They owned the building. And they're nice. like, hey, yeah. he it out to a fucking tattoo, like to a tattoo guy. that like, the last guy didn't work. I'm like, oh, I bet he didn't, that motherfucker. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking went and I and I and I was already signed to a lease to a new place. I fucking canceled that lease, paid the money to cancel and got that place because it was already built out. And I'm like, right. all right. Saves well, the money easy because you had usually going to be three to ten thousand dollars to do a build out on a shop. Right. Uh, and I, my last build out on the shop, I just bought this this year. I, mm-hmm. I fucking trade tattoo work for it, but we can get to that later. I trade. It was the best fucking deal I've ever fucking done. I'm like, I'm still well, paying what, tattoo work, but... what would the price tag have been? uh 27,000 <laughs> right on. good <laughs> lord see yeah i'm i'm going to but when i say starting i mean a starting shot like if you can do it for 3,000 fucking a man that's that's pretty low right that's well, I, well, I bought this place so i i wanted to do everything i fucking wanted to it like it's one yeah. thing like when you're like leasing you're like oh, i want to make it look good and but i want to do it at the best economical price when you're right. like hey this is about to be my i put 100,000 on it from selling another property i'm like I, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking, you know, I, I'm paying a mortgage on it. So it's not like I, I'm not like clean and clear, but it's right. like do, doing everything. to. I'm going to raise this property value because if I ever need to get rid of it, shit, I'll be able to get. You got equity. I follow. Yeah. I, I've had to do that leasing where we laid a floor, a good, sturdy ass fucking tattoo floor, you know, it could work for almost any business. But then the landlord, when we move out, you know, he's like, hey, you got to come back and get rid of this floor. I'm like, that's a nice floor. Like right. serious, high quality ass floor, man. I spent money on that and had it done right. It and he's like, yeah, but you know, the next people will probably want carpet. Oh my god! <laughs> I swear. And, and you're like, oh, yeah. That, that's that's uh. I I just got sued from my landlord for fucking my last landlord when I ended up buying this building because he said that it took me five extra days to go to like to get at my shit out. And I'm the one that got him a fucking new tenant too. So I'm like, I put him a barber in there so that I was like, I don't want another fucking right. tattoo shop in here. So I'm going to find you a tenant real quick. You know? So I, okay. I got, a, yeah. I got a barber to come in and flawlessly, like there was like seamlessly signed the lease. And then I, then I get like a letter in the mail. He's suing me for like $700 or something like that. Plus all the lawyer fees. And then like, he adds like a whole like, common area maintenance adjustment to it so i'm like now i own like three grand which i mean I, i'm gonna fucking pay it but i'm gonna pay it like in a dollar a month increments just so he can uh, fucking because I'm that's a uh, there is this kind of legislative vindictiveness going on with a lot of housing and 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 business as well you know this triple net type stuff where somebody wants you to pay his taxes yeah you know, oh, I hate you, that, dude. you're like are you fucking shitting me so like all you're doing is 100% profit, huh? That must be nice. And like the triple net too, like I think generally- well, I got to pay fucking property taxes and I got to pay like fucking almost 2000 for my mortgage for like the next seven fucking years or something like that. But mm-hmm. like, I, and you know, in this industry, like for me, what I want to do is just like really hustle for like a year or two and just fucking pay it off and say fuck that 18% or 17% interest or whatever it is. Right. 
Because it's, it's high interest rate out here, man. And like, don't, I mean, the property value is low, but like they end up getting you the longer it takes you to pay it. So it's like if you're in an industry with this quick money like that, it's like, I mean, it's a tax write off anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I'm, all right, I put the money, money I made and bought the fucking building. So it's like, might right, as well. but you got to spend the money to get that write off. I follow. I think I follow. I don't choose to do it right now. It's a lot of fucking work, man. God damn. Yeah, well, I mean, like, my, how, what's your hey, what's we, your boat like? How many artists you got in there? I got eight artists right now, um, and we have one apprentice and a piercer. So it, we're pretty fucking full house now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind a of lot a of attention. That'll spread you thin some days. And at the same time, you're building up this uh, charity. Yeah, exactly. And and honestly, that's taken a lot of my time. So luckily, mm-hmm. I have half my guys on booth rent because I just feel that if you're self sufficient and you don't need walk ins, that you know I'm I'm not here to like. I'm not here to fucking be a tattoo pimp. I'm a tattoo artist, man. I fucking, I, I know what the struggle's like and I want to be, right. I want to make money, but I want us all, if, I, I know that the, the first fucking rule of thumb is, is if we all making money, like we're all making money. So it, it's like, but if the second you start to like get greedy about it, you, you might be able to get that, you know, 50, 50 or whatever. I mean, unless you, I mean, some people really supply it and got things in it to do like that. But, you know, in, in our area, you know, it's like, you know, booth rent a lot. I mean, a lot of shops are going to booth rent, man. And I, yeah. I was one of the pioneers in the area doing it. They were like, people are like, oh, that's fucking stupid, man. But the first they hate, then they copy. And then it's like, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm like, brother, each each artist is damn near paying. You know, well, what, you know when you talk to your, if you have a, I mean, for the business aspect, booth rent is, uh, you don't have to do taxes anymore for your employees they're not exactly. your employees at this point they're commission exactly and it makes your job with your cpa a lot fucking or his job a lot easier and can make your shit a lot cheaper and then you don't need to follow these people back and you know a lot of times depending on what kind of business you're running some of like people could sue you if you demand them to you know, come in hourly, uh, you know, you, you set their schedule and you make demands on them, whether they show up or not and stuff like that. You start to make a case for them to be a legitimate as employee that gets, um, you know, that you have to change the taxes and the, the right. methodology that you pay on it. And also the insurance and, and all that, um, workman's comp as well. <laughs> and suddenly you're in a whole new fucking realm of like, damn, I just wanted to tattoo. I didn't want to learn about being a business owner. I tried to help some people out where they could tattoo too. Right. Well, I man, I'm a, I'm a, what should I call it? A uh, subcontractor. And I do mm-hmm. all of the subcontractors. You know what I mean? Like you're here, even your payout, that's how much your booth rent is. Like that's like, yeah. and it sucks. I got like, I'm like, all right, here's the numbers for the week. We have it written down. And I, again, I have a couple artists that are doing it like that. Uh, and, Thank God, because I mean, I feel like that is the that's the variable amount at the shop that I feel like, you know, some months can be really good because, right. you know, we have high walking clientele. Other months are just good. You, know, right. but like, you need those walking that, artists. That, and as those walking artists turn to booked artists, that kind of starts to change a bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, even now it's hard to get people in and it sucks because it's like and, and, and everyone's in their different walks of life, too. So it's like, you know, I'm the type of artist that like fuck i wish i had you know like uh some, some you know this the drive that i had I, I i don't know man we're all a little bit different but i i'm the type of person was like sit in the fucking chair you want to get tattooed right now okay 
let's go. Right. I, I don't, I don't sit there and be like, Oh, I'm not doing anything right now, but I got to draw it up. And you know, maybe we can book you for next week. So I oh, no, man, I, I, you might change your motherfucking mind. I'm trying to sit you. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm open a street shop, bro. I'm trying to be like, you're you hungry. Want that, you want that peanut chew right now? Get, yeah. Sit down. Okay. I, I was supposed to go home, but I'll do a penis Pikachu on you for sure. Like, <laughs> well, that's something up. anybody would stay after for. Say it's an infinity knot, and now you're really saying so. Oh, I'll yeah, stay yeah. after for infinity knot. I ain't scared of making an extra seventy bucks, bro. I feel like I feel like at this point, if uh, you want an infinity knot, I'm like you know, my minimum is two hundred right now. I mean, I'll do about one seventy five because I like you. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, nice. You can if so you I don't can have get to do in. It. But I'd be like, oh, but I, but I got this other artist. His name is fucking whatever. He's great with people. He'll do it for a hundred bucks, you know. So you know, you know, or something like that. And then sometimes they they be like, oh well, well, I want you to do it, you know, because I I always want a tattoo by you. And I'm like, so you come to me for the fucking infinity? Oh, cool. I go all the <laughs> all the shit I put out here on the in the in the in the universe to let motherfuckers see like what I want to do, and you want yeah. the fucking infinity. I'm like, all right, cool. If that's what makes you happy, let's fucking infinity the fuck. But sometimes <laughs> what they're feeling, you know, they just want to see if they get along with you somewhat too, right? They might book the oh, sleeve yeah. later. Oh, 100. And that's why we did a, the Friday the 13th thing the other day, man. And uh, I wasn't going to. Was it Friday the 13th? A couple days I didn't recognize. Uh, yeah, like two weeks ago, man. Or three weeks Is that ago. That's why I'm getting the headaches. Oh, bro. Every I time this, the beast tries to come out, you know, and it's it's harder right. on, on, on Friday the 13th and full moons. Uh, it takes a lot more to subdue them. So. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I, I tattooed for fucking 22 hours. That was That was my headache. Holy um, fuck, dude! Yeah, and I did a half. Oh my god, twenty-two so hours me, of tattooing. Yeah, and one Red Bull. I didn't even drink a whole Red Bull, man. I was like just so busy that I mean, we had like over two hundred people come to the shop, and we didn't even post we were doing it till Wednesday. So it was like I was like, hey, wow. we, I go, would you guys come and fucking do some shit? And, I, and it was all like sixty, eighty, and hundred dollar designs. We had like one little page of forty dollar designs. But like we didn't do thirteen dollar tattoos, bro. Like a lot of people are like we are frowning on it, and I'm like, hey, you know, each one of my artists made the most money they made all year. Not mm -hmm. just started the year, but I'm just saying, like, even out of like half the year last year, in one day doing these small tattoos, yeah, we used a shit ton of supplies. But guess what? Like each one of those small tattoos, just like you said, that that could be the sleeve in the future. We might have just built up so many clients from that interaction where people are just like, you know, nervous yeah. to come. You know, I mean, well, it could sometimes it gets the wrong kind of client too. I think there's there's oh, yeah, certainly sure. that part of the argument that people like to get into. I try not to um, frown on too much of it. I mean, I can see the good and bad of both, but I've partaken in, in like, uh, yeah, yeah. I that's why I've, 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 <laughs> I've come to a sleeve before, and I, I'm like, what the fuck is this doing right in the middle of your fucking arm? Like, just place like a, and you're like, oh, somebody was having a special. It, semicolon right in the middle of where where my sleeve should be you know yeah. you're like well fuck There's, you know i want the nose to be there or something you gotta want a cheek to be there i don't want to we're gonna have to put gangster makeup on this, on this person <laughs> i swear man that's a, isn't that the life the struggle man it's a struggle but, but i mean at the same time um i've i've seen it benefit people too even just in, so wait we did the semicolon and then yeah. there were people that felt like it they it helped them and it if it brought awareness to a problem then too then i imagine you know it oh, yeah. has to help the problem you go away feeling good about it stelios does that every uh up at eternal tattoos in in Howell. Oh. he he'd been doing a a drive and he let me be a part of it 
And he was way more driven than me, though. I got to a point and I was like, all right, checking out. <laughs> Eight hours is enough for a day. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing no 22. Oh, my God, bro. It, it, it was like $6,000 a day, bro. So I can't. Like, nice. I, I, that, that's like for that was like my biggest day, like I've ever done. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I, I honestly, like, I was like, I was so motivated. I'm like, bro, we're going to go to Philly, man, to throw out these flash designs, bro, and just only do a little small flash. I'm like, you know what? I got burnt out on that idea really quick. I think, <laughs> like, I, I was like, no, it, it's cool for me once or twice a year, you know what I mean? Do a nice little thing. Like, it wasn't about the money most of the time. But I mean, but, but when you get something like that, and you're like, oh, cool, that almost paid my Indiana state taxes from two years ago off. You know, like, it was like, like the, 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 it, it doesn't, it all gets thrown into the mix anyway. Like, I feel like, you know, it, it takes money to make money. And especially I'm putting every bit, you know, like of, of the extra money that I make into this organization, buying these shirts, doing it all. Because again, at the end of the day, like, you know, it, it, it'll all come back. And, is, and, and the, the goal is that with nonprofits is to break even anyway. So it's like, you know, over a three month period, however much get money gets put in the end of the business, like I got to go spend that you know, whether or not I donate it to like, we're going to be donating like 10% of our, of our proceeds from the shirt profits to the mm-hmm. suicide, suicide awareness foundation. And, uh, I'm actually, I have a meeting with them. I think this, Oh shit. I think it's coming this coming Monday. And, uh, you're saying right now, I'm fuck Kyle, I gotta let you go. Oh, yeah, I was like, Oh shit. They're on the way right now. No, but, so uh, the best way to support your, your, uh, charity right now is through buying t-shirts from you. And, you yeah. know, ironically, dude, I wake up this morning. Not no, I most days I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay, luckily, I don't know. I love it like that. My wife just points me in directions and tells me what's what's needed. Right. Today I wake up. Right. I just grab any old shirt and throw it on. Guess what shirt I grab? That tattoo say my tattooing say my life shirt. Yeah, I think oh. it might be the first time I wore it, except for the time that we did that little interview. I think I might have put it on then. I'm not sure if I did. This might be the first time I've ever wore it. Just happened to wear it. Look at that. Kismic. Fate. And I mean, see, our and the goal, is, uh, we, we're trying to keep them like just $20 show shirts because I think when we go and do the shows, 20 bucks, if we got to do shipping and handling, we do them at like 25 bucks. But the thing is, like, <clears throat> I, uh, you know, I, my goal is, is to make it into a lifestyle more of like when, when you see this shirt, like you like relate it with, with, you know, like overcome and happiness you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's why we try to put out positive imagery you know and, and well a it lot seems that it, it plays on the idea there, there might already be a stigma there has been in the past for sure stigma with tattoos right and oh, certainly it has not been that they saved your life but usually they were the sign of a ruined life or they were one of the things that just added to the woe in somebody's life you know tattoos right. were for sailors and whores that was the thought and and so if tattoos can save your life, that certainly turns them into a, more of a positive and what? hopefully does the same, you know, in in culture, whereas it, it, they did right for so many of us. I, I, I don't know if I can tell you they saved my life. Right. But it certainly gave me direction. And that's a saving of a life in its own life without direction is hard to imagine why it's lived. Right. Exactly. So, tattoos give you that. They've given me community. I'm talking to you because of tattoos, 100%. or as an extension of right. And right. um, I think they do the same for everybody because you might see somebody in the checkout line with a tattoo, and you're like, "I relate to that tattoo." Uh, that that guy's a hunter. Maybe he's got deer sheds like antlers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, "I hunt." 
Hey man, where do you hunt? Well, this guy actually does tours of hunting and he, he does them in Montana and fucking, Hey, if I wasn't planning a Montana trip, you know, or fuck, man, I noticed that you've got a quilt tattooed on your fucking arm. That's weird. I do quilts. My grandma does quilts. Oh my God. You're a quilter too. Oh, I'm just got invited to some new quilt off or whatever the fuck people that quilt do, you know, <laughs> tattoos done properly draw uh, positive influences to your life so tattoos save lives i'll be for sure man i i mean i don't know how many times you've had a conversation with a client like and and then at the end of their tattoo they look at it and just like break down crying because they're so happy oh because they're happy yeah yeah because i get that too sometimes but sometimes it's not because they're like oh my god what did you do <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the happy tears. Yes, I know. Oh, bunch. Man, when, when you can like commemorate a lost loved one or something like that, and it's like, it, man, like I think I started doing sound wave tattoos back in. Uh, you know, do you remember that shit, man? The sound waves, where you no. like, so like, I would, man, I, I swear to God, like, <laughs> I, I, I like bringing up like an old piece of history here because it, you can't even. I think they fucking. The, the company got hacked or something. So sorry to all the people I did sound waves on. My bad. No. They still oh, really? Because cool. what you could you could scan you the could tattoo scan in some way. You would scan and it, it and it would play back their loved one's voice or like a or like oh, a, wow. a voicemail or like a you know I was gonna do mm-hmm. one on a butt cheek with like a fart and a plop, but I didn't get to do it. But that because, doesn't seem nearly as cool. But I follow. No. <laughs> oh, doing so many like really sad ones. I was like, man, I need to do one that's just fucking funny, and I never got yeah. to. So. But all the do other ones straight on somebody's butt cheek. Oh man, I, I mean, well, you I, can I did, still do it with QR codes, couldn't you? Yeah, I uh, well, what got me into that, I, I did a QR code for like I saw, like, I asked my ex wife to marry me. I was like, I was like, hey, uh, I'm gonna do this tattoo, I'm gonna try to do a QR code in practice, and I'm gonna try to get mm-hmm. to say I love you or something stupid. And I was like, so I changed it up real quick and said, well, you, I knew she wanted me to ask her, so I was like, one of those things, I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. like, she's she been like hinting at it, and I'm like, all right. So I put it on there and scan it. It's like, will you marry me? And she's like, oh my God, we recorded That's it. That's cute. You know, and- tell me this though. How how did you yeah. tell her you wanted a divorce? <laughs> we won't get into that. I'm We're talking positivity, so I don't <laughs> Right, right. You didn't get anything tattooed on you, though. Like, well, this shit's over. <laughs> long story short, yeah, when you find out things from the past before you, you know, we probably wouldn't have got married to begin with had I known everything I would have known. But, you know, that's just mm-hmm. life, how it happens. And, like, you grow apart and you grow, you know, you go together, you grow apart when fucking ultimately, uh, you know, you just, you do what's best for you and the kids. And as of right now, it's just like everything is pretty good for both of our lives and all that. So it all turned out positive. So it just kind of like, you know, time heals just about everything, man. So right on. Uh, you, so I, it I, wasn't that you changed okay. the, 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 will you marry me into a fart and, pl- and Oh, I, oh I wish you could stand to a fart and a plop sound for sure. <laughs> I think there's no that. altering these sounds after they're, they're once, you know, on the skin like that. There are they, you didn't well, get it tattooed on your skin. Oh, oh, so like it, it just scans and pops it up. But the ones on yeah. I tattooed on other people, like the, the so they basically pull up their app and they scan it and it and it just plays it out li- out loud on their app. So when the app crashed, now like I guess the certain ones from like a certain period and before still work, but like ones that were done after a certain point, like just don't fucking work anymore. And oh, thank God it was a it was a fad for a while because it really was like popular for like fucking a year because they, they only put like artists on from each state like there was like 
there was like 12 artists or like 20 artists in the country that were like certified to do them. So like when they put my name on there because of that fucking QR code I did on, you know, the X or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, well this fucking guy, blah, blah, blah. We like, that's cute or whatever. He could probably do fucking, he could, you know, obviously make it, you know, do something perfect enough to where it'll fucking scan or whatever. Well, yeah. Long story, so it's a, it was a crock of shit anyway. I could have fucked all them tattoos up, and they still would have made them scan. So I mean, that's a long story. <laughs> really? I tried okay. so hard that the fucker's perfect, man. But uh, yeah, and and you know, dude, I, I they, had so so, so it wasn't that I figured. Yeah, you you mess one thing up, and it's like, you mm. know, will you bury me instead bro, of thought, will you marry that's me? What I thought I was freaking out, bro. I was like, well, not on the QR codes. That's a different story. You got to get that perfect. But for okay. the for the the sound waves, man, like they would like go and and look at it themselves and like approve them. I found that out afterwards, but I was trying so fucking hard to get him 100% perfect. Each little fucking line. Do I spend like a lot of time where I could have just, you know, whatever. But like I said, now is there, I wonder if there's a way to work non fungible tokens like that. We should, I should ask Jesse Smith, like, like if there's a way to, to keep that in time without having to have the reliance on the app or putting a QR code on your belly. And then you're like, Oh fuck. I got fat. <laughs> oh, right. That's I think that's kind of like how they they had a thing where that like, you could like go through and like take a picture of the tattoo, and mm-hmm. then like they would and and ultimately the people back at their like team or whatever wherever the fuck they were you know would, would yeah probably would go make identifying like, marks inside of that that would be unique that yeah. would then take you to genius. Look, I mean, I, I had a guy that look that do that Rick Astley thing or whatever that you know. never gonna give you up. Oh my god, yeah. I, I, I that was that made me nervous. That was like the second one I'd done. And I'm like, hold on. So I'm one for one with these motherfuckers. Like, hold on. I go, we gotta be go two for two. And then it scanned and popped up. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, we did it. That's that's good. that's a good feeling. <laughs> so how how do are you opening a platform for other artists as well with the tattoo yeah. saved my life and um yeah. to to kind of brand this with the story of as well as not just the connotation, but yeah. So I'm, I'm ultimately trying to like trying to get as many artists as I can from, you know, I've started, I've, I mean, I've talked to probably a hundred, 200 artists, you know, anywhere around Mm -hmm. that range so far and, and growing, but like, you know, uh, our goal is to like, you know, just get them involved, you know, even a a simple share of their story and how tattooing has has helped them, you know, can, you know, do something. I feel like a lot of the guys like that, again, how, how I was talking about how a lot of people look up to tattoo artists as like a, almost like a like a not I want to say like a B grade but like a B class celebrity you know but like it's almost like mm-hmm. some of the people that, that they can come talk to at the local tattoo shop that live this life that they think is way cooler than it really fucking is. Well but, I think I mean, there's a, I, a there's a freedom to being a tattoo artist that, that people you love know it. one we appreciate and the other people kind of see no matter because there's a freedom of being a um self-employed anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And so then there's also a freedom of being like, no, I can tattoo my skin and still work, man. I can make money and have my face sleeved out. Right. And then, yeah. and I, I ultimately, like, you know, I, at first it was one of those things, like, do I like that it's becoming that socially acceptable? And now I'm just like running mm-hmm. with it. I'm like, all right, well, this is a, a higher reach. You know what I mean? And, uh, and we, we have, I think three or four artists have submitted t-shirt designs because like our, our goal was to get as many people we could to like create their own, you know, t-shirt design. We, we put back 40% of the profits to the artist, 40% goes to the company and just, you know, and just buying more and investing into the company. And then 10% is going to go to, you know, the suicide awareness foundation. So it was like, you know, and we, 
we're still in process of that because again, we're trying to figure out the best so way to manufacture them. Let let me shoot arrows at you for a minute. Then mm-hmm. sounds like prepared. So so that's where if if anybody were to say, oh, well, it's only ten percent. Well, one of the important things here is that the the we are the platform. So that so that the, that's, that's that it grows the, right. Yeah, it yeah, is that, important yeah, and I try that to explain this that, like, grows. So taking forty percent and having. You know what I mean? Like, and then I'm guessing that the 501c status that you're seeking, that would require extensive financial proofs as to where those monies were actually going. 100. Okay. And you know how much it costs for a convention, and and like, I mean, the last Philadelphia, I spent seven thousand dollars. You know what I mean? On our booth, like, it was like a you know four thousand dollar booth damn near for all the artists, and then and then just like (laughs) to to get everything, and then all that we pass out uh, i mean we passed out 500 stickers you know and on friday just friday alone mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like then saturday you know so like all the the promotional materials like like we're doing it almost like i, I feel like it's almost like a mission or something I'm, I, I mean i'm not like too religious or nothing like that like i, I was raised christian you know what i mean and, mm-hmm. and I, but I, at the end of the day like i never went on no like mission trips where i'm trying to but i feel like it's, it's almost a similar thing you know where, where we're trying to reach out to the people that that do need to talk to somebody because i mean you mean like a revival in a church like we're going to put up a tent and we're going <laughs> to go out to the field and invite people to come out and get some altar calls but we're we're, we're trying to do that god's work man but without mm-hmm. putting his name on it because like, you know at the end of the day like we're doing the work you know what i mean we're not like oh we're, man we're all glory work. goes to god and 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 at the end of this, <laughs> like that's what I, and, and and again it, it it'll we want to help people that, that are religious and non-religious so i feel like by leaving that name out of there just like it, it just yeah and it, i'm sure there's a lot more tax benefits we we could get if we, if we put that name in there but i'm all right oh, but then uh, you, yeah. you also weaken your base of some because exactly. a lot of people that, like so i'm not saying that this is just the way but religion helps people right a lot mm-hmm. of people without religion are going to probably need help from the things like this more. Things like this, yeah, right? exactly. People with religion have a, a a support structure that should be designed to care that they believe and have faith cares about them enough that they can go to them and be like, "Man, I'm feeling this way." Right. However, many agnostic people don't. So if you if you make it all about uh, Jesus Cristo, then you kind of can alienate those people that might be more agnostic. I'm guessing. <laughs> no, 100%, man. And, and uh, again, it's one of those things. I don't, I don't get, in, I never try to offend anyone. I don't want to get to, into religion mm-hmm. or politics too much. I mean, Oh, come on, but, man. It's my fun as <laughs> shit. Religion, <laughs> racism, and uh, <laughs> uh, the status quo. Oh man. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I plead the fifth. <laughs> right. Now, yeah. You're going for a 501, man. I'm with you. I'm going for an interesting podcast. You're going for a 501. There's, there's conflicts. I get it. Oh yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> moving got, right along. I got funny. I I, I got jokes for sure. Uh, but they're mostly dad jokes. I you know I've, mm-hmm. I've turned it <laughs> like my kids t- asked me to like tell a joke the other day, and I'm like, all right. So there was three kids riding their bike past the White House one day. Crap! Mm-hmm. Shut up and trouble. I didn't even say shit, bro, because I'm I got kids. I'm, I'm that dadded out. I'm like, uh, I think it was like. Crap off the oh wait shit I already forgot the joke man all right uh, next, <laughs> next next topic <laughs> yeah I'll give you one that I think it, it, it it's relatively easy to remember I like oh, it yeah. Siri gave it to me uh you see I've recently de- developed 
and recognized at least with my psychologist that I have a fear of intricately designed buildings. I have a complex, complex, complex. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Not Why <laughs> yeah, did no. the cowboy get a wiener dog? I have no idea. Wanted to get along little doggy. Uh, yeah, that was a uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm biting a thousand here. All right, yeah, I should say, stop. My, my six year old might not understand that one. I don't know. No, can't, my wife told me she's like, I don't even get this. I had to go back through history and like actually prove that this was funny. And when you do that, of course, this is not funny. <laughs> like, no, who even thinks a cowboy says that? <laughs> we know yeah, things. I, I, we know things. Cowboys say two things: yippee ki yay, and get along, little doggy. Get along, little doggy. Man, I don't think I've seen enough cowboy shows, man. That's, yeah. that's the problem. It's the sad story of the cowboy in its decline in civilization. Man, there was a time it was cool to be a cowboy. And now, no, I'm just messing around. Um, but that is as if I were to shoot arrows at your 501c, then mm -hmm. you're also the real thought here is that this idea grows because its biggest, yes, you're giving. 10% of the proceeds, which is a healthy amount, actually, uh, to a charitable cause um, surrounding the same theory. But the big thing is to get the awareness of, of how, in my, maybe I'm being overreaching here, but how tattoos can save the lives of others. Like, honestly, you take a lot of those criminals in, I mean, I was going to be one, right? I know it. I already was. I was practicing. I was doing shit. I went a little, did a little time. And I was doing tattoos at the same time. And when I did the little bit of time, something struck me. Actually, it was just all the smart shit that they gave me in Narcotics Anonymous when I was, yeah. I was putting there at a young kid and we had to do some learning in the brain style. And the brain yeah. style learning they did actually fucking sank in. And it made me reevaluate that everything I had done with drugs might have been making me money. And giving me resources, right? Like I was able to buy tattoo machines and autoclaves. Um, but I was sitting in jail. Right. <laughs> I couldn't use those things. And if I were to be able to say buy cars and houses with those things, the eventuality that I would sit in jail and not be able to own those things would also arise too. So why even it's it's bad money after good, or it's bad, you know. Eventually I decided I would never sell any drug and only tattoo and thereby tattoos did save my life they you know they've given me this direction that was definitely not headed towards jail yeah no i i know a lot of people with a similar story um and i don't know if i'm out of the statute of limitations yet so i won't talk about my story quite yet maybe here in two more years no <laughs> no, no. no i man i i did i spent a little bit of time man i got i think it was for a quarter ounce of weed man i spent four months in jail and uh mm -hmm. man I, i'm not gonna lie like I had the commissary. I was running my tattoo shop from jail, so they're sending me booth rent and and payments to jail. I'm sitting here. I got. I had. I had the store, bro. I had the ramen. Yeah. I had everything and whatever you need. Like, you were running a hustle inside. <laughs> oh, bro, yeah, for sure. For see, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to make it too comfortable. It felt like just learn your lesson, Kyle. Learn your fucking lesson. Oh man, yeah, I, I. I was stubborn and I didn't think I should have been in there for a quarter ounce of weed and I shouldn't have to be fucking. No, honest, you, you really shouldn't. 
no, uh, I, uh, but honestly, were- that's what they got me on was a quarter ounce of weed. But they also found some O sheets and some people came by. And uh, one was like, dude, you got any more of that shit that we had last night? We were up all night. And they said that in front of like four officers sitting down watching my VCR while I'm just looking ashen white face, just like in in shock. And why would anybody come up and knock on my door with all these cars here and then seeing people? They weren't identified, you know, but they were like wearing the same uh, like windbreaker. And if mm-hmm. they stood up, you would see that it said uh, Flint Area Narcotics Group on the back. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they didn't. So they sat down and they said that shit in front of everybody. I'm just like, wow, my <laughs> life is changing. This is all dumb. You cannot trust these people. They will oh. be stupid. And then, then uh, you know, what? My I, I realized that I was an artist my whole life. I was not even thinking about art. It was more like something I decided to do because I saw other people doing it and I thought I could better than them. I, why are you telling me my the same fucking thing? I thought you're like telling my story. It's fucking weird. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, do you I just was... see this fucking treble clap on my ribs, bro? It's like that's that's the deciding factor. I was like, bro, this dude just made a hundred dollars off of me. I was like, that's how much uh-huh. I made all week at B Dubs. I go fuck this, dude. I go. I know I can tattoo better than this guy. <laughs> was that one of your first tattoos? Was the the trouble cleft, or had you had others too? Yeah, and I had one at a professional shop, and then he did that on my ribs, and it looked like shit. And it, I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> that that bad, but he was all like, like he was on drugs for sure. And I just and he came to my house, and I was underage, and I was right. like, and to be honest, that's what I ended up going and getting like a, a permanent makeup machine. And fucking tattooed a Gemini symbol on the girlfriend I had at the time. So like, and and it looked way fucking better than the tattoo I got on my ribs. Let me tell you that. I'm like, I go, with the permanent cosmetic machine, a little single needle God. usually running thing. Yeah, dude, it was fucking, and I didn't know shit. You know what I mean? I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, but it was way. It was almost like how a cartridge machine is set up now. Back in those days, it was yeah. like, I was like, this thing's way fucking cooler than a, a, a tattoo machine. I used that fucking thing for the first like six months of tattooing. Until that little spring inside that was made out of plastic broke and you had to try it and resource and find another one or am I wrong? About oh, until that? I had to give it back to my buddy's mom. <laughs> with her oh, okay. I was like, you could have this thing back. Fuck. I'm like, she kept asking for it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I got you next week. I'm just, I'm busy this week. Were you buying ink then too at the time? Oh yeah. I was probably using okay. like fucking uh the the flea market sold some ink so i went and bought some shitty skull candy or something whatever it was called skin candy i don't even fucking remember some of this directs me to 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 a thought that that i really wish i want more conversation on because i think Mm -hmm. there needs to be better answers than what we've had currently i was unable to get an apprenticeship and i don't know that i could have afforded one either so i guess Mm -hmm. there is that but Luckily, I kind of did things right. You know, I took some time and and worried about my own safety and the safety of the people I was working on. And I bought autoclaves and I I used sterilized stuff and I learned what I could about universal precautions. However, there's not that recourse necessarily for everybody in learning. And many people are, are opposed to the idea of tattoo schools. But yet there are tattoo schools that are even working online overseas. Whereas then America could possibly fall behind in at least educating 
tattooists and we could watch a huge wave of European tattooists begin to replace us. And God darn it. I hate those Europeans. No, I'm kidding. I just mean is that like into the context of this kind of, it needs to be talked about because otherwise we leave people like you and I to just trying to figure it out and making many mistakes along the way. Right. Using right. cheap ink, as you said, using an inferior tattoo machine, kind of, you know, but your, your abilities might have been further along and you might have caught on quicker and been safer to the clientele base of an area if you had some tutelage, you know, or at least knew how to get that. Well, now, now they got YouTube, so I feel like that <laughs> I, I navigated the shit. And, and I mean, right. I think in, in Oregon, I think like there's like states in America that that require you to go to a tattoo school. So like they've, they've started implementing that already in America where it's like, Hey, and to be honest, like it was an unpopular opinion. Cause I went, it, it was one of my ideas. I, I've, I've, you know, I've had lots of fucking ideas, you know, amongst my career, things I wanted to do. And, and for there for a minute, I wanted to, to start like, you know, I started going to like the local shop, some of the bigger name guys around and be like, Hey, what do you think about doing this? Like this ink, like with incorporated, which is now just my, my shop name. But I was I was honestly wanting to do an educational like seminar based program. I mean, there's a lot of them out there, but mm -hmm. I was wanting to almost make it and then get into with the state and be like, hey, I feel like this should be required from artists like or Marion County or whatever. Like we shouldn't just have to get a fucking bloodborne passion. I wasn't talking about trying to make it like harder for people, but I also feel that like I, it could have been a, a pioneer, one of the pioneer fucking like I hate to say tattoo schools, but tattoo educational programs you know mm -hmm. in this area and then and and all the artists that i talked to i mean there's a couple of them that were down and a couple of them were like you know kind of really were like man i feel like it's not like it's gonna end up like i think they might have that in massachusetts right now something very right. similar but like and, uh they have something for for visiting artists that they get mm -hmm. you up to speed and by giving you a skin course but mm -hmm. i think they have like a a test that has to be done in front of other tattoo artists and the health department or yeah, I mean, members it should, of it, it should be. I mean, it should be a little bit harder. I'm like, again, like I hate to fucking put like hoop. Well, it's shit. harder for people to cut hair than it is to tattoo. So oh, there's, oh, there's sure. there, there is some definite argument supporting, you know, well, that look, claim that, that uh, it should be harder. Makeup, bro. Like, I mean, like, look at, I mean, and I'm sure your, like, your wife probably sees it all the time because she does, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, she does the permanent makeup, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Yes, as well, well as so, tattoo. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, a lot of people are doing these one day classes and now you're a certified microblader. Like, what yeah, the there fuck? was uh, three, three day courses. Sometimes were really popular, especially in Texas when, when it was yeah. early on. I bet they're still going on. You would spend 1500 <laughs> to 2700. And you would end up with a portfolio of some beautiful looking work. None of it was yours. Of course. And you'd fucking it was literally, fucking yeah, <laughs> photographed faces of before and afters, poorly photographed befores. And then these, these fucking uh, glamour shots of afters, you know, you're like, wow, this is all, it was just straight subliminal almost to talk people into letting you, you work on them. And then you had a certificate. So they could say, is this your work? And you'd be like, that's my certificate. And you don't answer their question, but you 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 move the conversation right past, you know. Exactly. 
Oh man, thank God for that's the one good thing about social media. I feel like you can really get on there and do your fucking research because, I mean, that's why a lot of people are failing. I mean, I, I heck, one of my old apprentices, you know, like went and did a class, and they're sure as hell not microblading anymore. You know, because it's like they didn't teach them anything. Like they went in and they like, got these ideas, but like then they go out and fucking go try it out one person, and one lady gets pissed off because they don't know how to make symmetrical eyebrows. You know, or one of them is well, or why? Let, let why me are they say fading? about them too, <laughs> completely from my own stupid opinion. But fuck microblading. Fuck causing small little incisions on your fucking forehead that are going to come out within six months and look spotty after three to four. Having scars in your forehead that will get heavier over the more times that you have them applied that will eventually sag more as you get older because you're going to age. And you're, you know what I mean? Literally these heavier brows now are going to affect you at a time that you're like damn i wish i didn't fucking do that and then for me like i get punched in the forehead i got a big old forehead anyways it starts bleeding immediately but if i got a million little fucking cuts on my eyebrows that you know i've scarred up over time that is brittle skin it's gonna cut more i i feel like throughout candy's uh life of doing permanent cosmetics we've seen uh microblading come and go as mm -hmm as people become more aware of it again, and then they forget about how bad it was. And then some, some other people start doing it and it gets popular for a short period again until eventually everybody does the same thing. They go and if they liked it, they go and they get their powder fill eyebrows put on properly, you know, or right. they get realistic looking eyebrows put on with tattoo machines that stay forever, as opposed to, you know, the six month shit. Yeah, I, I feel like that the tattoo machine application method would be probably best, but I'm not an expert on the subject. So I well, I like I'm it. not, but I'm extremely opinionated on it. So <laughs> I, I've got that in my my. You know. I do know that you're right. We did have microblading in my shop for about you know three years, and it was always the same. Like they call it like a week. Are they supposed to be like they like they like it's almost the same thing. Like should give a a whole little packet explaining here in about a mm -hmm. week it's going to fade out. And then it's going to look all ashy. And the next thing you know, in about two weeks or three weeks, you know, then it's going to come right back out and you'll be able to see kind of how it is. And then you get your touch up one time and then, you, then you're, then you should be good, you know? And it's like, well, then how, how long are you good for? My experience is microblading yeah, is always a needed to be touched up at um, process. Almost a year. I feel like within a year, okay. they'd be hitting up wanting to do it again. I, I feel yeah. like, and, and then what would happen is they'd lose trust in you thinking that, oh, because it faded out, maybe it's just because this girl sucks. So I'm going to go to right. the other one, and they're going to fuck their shit all the way up. And then you might yeah. see them on the third round when they come back to you. Like, hey, so I had my friend do these. And you're like, well, now yeah. I'm not going to touch your shit because it looks like a dog turd on your forehead. And I don't – I can't fix that. I go laser removal. Let them fade out for another year and come back. You know what I mean? Like, I do. <laughs> it's a it's an interesting um, – and that's why I think it, it – it gets out of the conscious of women and then it gets back into, cause at one point they're like, when they forget about how bad it sucked uh, right. of the, of, of the mental, you know, of all of them combined, of all their psyche to get to combine when they figure out how bad it sucks, they forget it. They quit getting it done. And then eventually they're like, you know what? That does seem kind of cool, but the whole process of it, think about it. You're, you're talking about, one to two weeks of your eyebrows not looking good already right and then them fading for um almost a week so it's like three weeks of them not being so hot two weeks that you look like your husband beat your ass and then and then they come back and they look good for almost six months 
right? Before they start looking spotty and you're right back to square one, even worse sometimes, because now you have to fill in spots as a, on your eyebrows as opposed to others. So now you got to schedule your touch up for it three more fucking weeks. You know what I mean? Three more weeks of looking like your husband beat your ass and shit. And then you're finally back to almost getting six months of of tattoo or of of looking good. Uh, I'm off my soapbox. Well, I feel that I don't know if it's a and again, I'm not I'm not trying to bring up uh, gender roles or anything like that or any difference. I know how it's a touchy subject nowadays, but I feel that that pre like for the most part a lot most of the women i know are more into like that ritualistic type self-care thing thing you know what i mean like they go get their nails done they go get their their toes done they get you know they like to get their hair done and like that me bro i fucking hate going and get my hair cut man i'm fucking i mean i like it afterwards but it's like damn man like i don't got time for no i got the only thing ritualistically i do is tattoo so like i don't have time to like like, but I, no, I follow like- you. My wife likes to get someone else to do her toes and all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, I wouldn't, I don't feel I would like that. I don't think I, I would like that. My fucking toes, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, people are always like, oh man, even guys are often telling me that they, they like to have it done and that I don't know what I'm missing out on. And I'm just like, I think, but what if I liked it? I think that might be worse. It'd be like, <laughs> now you have another <laughs> right? thing you got to fucking plan every fucking week. Jesus uh, I gotta Christ, get my yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I'm, I, my, one of, I, well, I don't even care. I'll throw him under the bus. He he fucking wears them proudly. But our piercer, he does. He gets his nails done like all the time. And I'm always like, mm-hmm. "Hey, more power to you, bro. If you need some sparkly nails, bro, rock them, bro." But he's like, "Dude, it's it's just like so liberating. Like, go, you get it going there. It's like it, it like hmm. it feels good." I'm like, "Well, fuck." It feels bougie. Huh? Yeah, I'm like, "Go yeah. get your fucking nails done, bro. Like fucking like rock it." I'm I can't. But I mean, I you know, it, it, to each their own, man. Like I said, I I'm just for me to have any type of. Like just like you said, I wake up in the morning and I and I'm like looking at my schedule. Like, what do I do today? Like, ah, oh, shit. Podcast, two p.m. All right, I'm gonna lay in bed till one forty-five. No, <laughs> you can do your own nails. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, I could have been getting my fucking nails done this whole time. I don't know if I feel talented or not. Um, but yeah, I can do my own fucking nails. Surprise, surprise. Actually, I do really suck at it. I think that's probably a large part of it. Like, I know the first time I would ever go in to get a pedicure. 100% like I'm going to take off my socks and that dude or that chick is going to look up at me from that stool and just stare straight through me like what the <laughs> fuck are you giving me here yeah, who's right. been doing your, your nails time. yeah and they'll just be they'll say something too I know they got little jokes I don't know what they are but they'll all be based around oh so I see you do your own nails you know right. <laughs> You're like, yeah one of them's falling off right now, so I got that too. I don't know what I kicked it into. Oh, a dog bone. Gave my dog a great big bone. He left it right in the middle of the hallway when I was coming out. Bam! Bye-bye toenail. What do you do in that case? Yeah, they gentle around it? How do they Man, breathe it back I, to I, life? I think it'd be fucking hilarious. Just like pull your feet out and just have your toenail about to fall off. So when they start to fuck with it, it just falls off and you scream. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> you scream. <laughs> <laughs> so you're planning a, a trip then is what you're saying oh, i saw yeah, some of your video equipment man you're you're filming oh, yeah. parts of your day am i wrong yeah we uh we're we're trying to get as much footage as we can because again we feel like just with how social media is nowadays everything's visual and uh mm-hmm. and it's something like i'm i mean i 
it makes me anxious to be honest, but I also feel like I'm more passionate about what I'm doing. So I'm like trying to like get over that little hump of just being like, all right, I got the, ner my nerves are built up and I got to go do this shit. But then I get doing it and I'm like, fucking, I, I feel like I belong. You know what I mean? I feel like I belong to talk to these people about, about, you know, what's been going on in their life and why they got that tattoo. Cause a lot of the people that stopped by our booth were showed us the tattoo that they got that, that, you know, helped them get over a hard part or a tattoo. Like so many tattoo artists were like, dude, like this shit resonates, you know, and, and mm -hmm. it, 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 it feels natural at that point. But I feel like, especially with this video footage, man, I, I got my videographer, Kyle, and he's coming out to like probably like 15 conventions this year. And well, I like uh, his name. Yeah. Right. I, I figured, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> yeah. He's already cool. been to 15 or you got 15 planned. We have 15 planned. And uh, right for him coming out, I'm like, we're trying to get him overseas because we're going, I'm going to Rotterdam here in March. And, uh, and he's trying to get his passport in time. He's already applied for it. So we're going to see if that works out. But, uh, okay. but ultimately, like, like I said, we're trying to, like, I think there's like f four or five international ones we're going to trying to just, you know, plant the seed, you know, uh, talk to artists, get, find some people we can get that we can trust, you know, to be involved out there and really kind of help, you know, branch us out to these other areas. Because again, I know, that's going to be the sticky part with the taxes. So I, that I haven't, I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't figured that part out yet. Because, oh, international taxes. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because again, it, 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 the, it, I'm thinking global here, man. And, and it's, yeah, it's, I got nothing I, for you it, there. I have my meeting with my CPA next Wednesday and to really find out how to navigate those waters. And uh, really, well, I mean, we'll, we'll find out and shit. If not, then fucking, mm -hmm. You know, then uh, you can keep it here, home base. We'll just keep it here, fucking home base, and sell them to there. I mean, I, I don't even give a fuck. No, again, you know, we got to spend the money we make. So if it costs us a little bit to ship them overseas, I'll be shipping them overseas. I don't give a shit, you know. But it's right. just like, you know, um, with, with the, with I, I don't, I, I just feel like it's really been brought to the worldly attention lately. You know, is that you know, I mean, shit, there was twenty twenty. I mean, the riots going on across the entire world. You know, like I mean, people are are like going through some shit, you know, like and from all angles, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a perfect time to come in and fucking do what we can, man. I think I follow. But, I've, uh, I've, I've had to reevaluate several things in my life uh, as a result of the passions that I see rising from, from sides. And uh, well, as I was talking with Jesse about something called pluralistic ignorance as well. That uh, I, I found almost gives me solace because I know that I suffer from it, but then knowing that others suffer from it and also knowing that it exists, that many times we will, uh, by, especially by virtue of the medias, that, is, that succeeds because it serves us, our basis things, and we like it, right? So I don't want to, I'm not trying to take aim at the media because it's us, but our media's see the best interest and the best attention from things that arise from the far sides of the political ideologies. If you follow me, if you're um, a Fox News watcher and, and you, they cover a protest, then they're going to be all fires, you know, and it's mm -hmm. all going to be crazy fires. And then if you're um, a, a, a CNN watcher and you're, you're watching it, then it's, it's more about the message possible of the day, but those two are the extremes of the two. If you follow me, 
or, or if you I should say if you watch CNN you will see um the, the they, they will try to show you the possible racist elements of an opposition thought as though that is the majority of that however we know it's not that's a pluralistic ignorance that is fed by our basest instinct of of wanting salacious if it bleeds it leads kind of news coverage well you brought the politics out i mean because i wasn't going to mention it but i will say i'm and i'm i'm not scared to say i i honestly like do not like how like like just how you explain it they they take the far edges of everything and i feel like a mm-hmm. lot of most people lie right there in the middle somewhere you know maybe mm-hmm. a little yeah. more to the left maybe a little more to the right whatever the fuck that we i don't even know why we dictate it as a left or a right because but whatever um but it's like they they never really want to I don't know. It, it, it's it, there's there's one side and the other side. There's the truth that somewhere lies there in the middle, and I feel like there's they're pushing narratives like that that are in, that are causing this this like it, I don't know. It's causing division and it's causing hate. Can we? And it's like and it's, a I ripping of the it. fabric of of the United States. Dude, I mean it's you know it, it, again like especially with racism like it's it's all it's been a fucking big issue and I fucking hate it. And it's and, and but like I honestly like I'm ne- have you really seen more tension racially than than some when the media started pushing the narrative around 2020 like then it became like mm-hmm. people like people aren't liking other people it didn't get better at all problems with each other because now it's now it's like oh well I saw on this thing that that's that you said this and it's written and like people are like everything is racist everything racist this and racist that and it's like man like I, I just honestly felt that like by pushing like that like the message was was clear the message was good. You know, and then, but the way the message was was displayed, and I, it's just like I felt like it didn't do what, like it didn't bring us together. It, it split people further apart, you know. And fuck, I, I don't know how. To, I, don't know I how think to, I think you're I, I think you're describing the 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 effects of of um, because you can look at almost any story, and just as you pointed out, this side, that side, and the truth, and you can lean any way by your own perceptions. You might feel that, yeah, okay, that's the truth, but I really feel like the truth should be slanted this way. My perception is on the, on the right. So I feel like it's really slanted this way or my perception is on the left. I feel it's slanted this way. Like, right. I, I, I watched, I've watched my, my study in history of television in my life, watched different news reporting, some stuff, um, just wasn't allowed, you know, uh, it was in 1985, they had a fairness doctrine and it kind of, it kind of gave, uh, journalistic opinion pieces. It kept them in check. But meanwhile, other journalistic opinion pieces nowadays without the fairness doctrine can pretty much parade as though they are actual journalistic integrity have journalistic integrity and have a necessity to report the opposite opposition side truthfully and, and you know whereas they don't have that obligation anymore and so they then give us the feeling of the opinion piece as being the news when right it's, it's not and certainly we know that the biases are going to be present in in whichever one you're you're watching yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. If if I, I I use this analogy sometimes, I think there's something to it. If I tell my kid, hey, do you want to go over to grandma's house? He's like, dude, I fucking love going to grandma's house, get ice cream for breakfast and dinner. You know, the world sets on my ass over there. Grandma's always wondering what I wanted. Yeah, I'll go over to grandma's house. You mind cleaning your room? Yeah, I can clean my room. Do I have your attention? Yeah, you got my attention. Hey, do you want to go to Uncle Bad Touch's house? Fucking hate going over to Uncle Bad Touch's house. Fucking it's in the name. It's not comfortable you know would you mind cleaning your room fuck you I ain't cleaning your room now if i'm not asking you to clean your room but instead buy either a commodity or a tool or a, something anything right you're going to be more likely if i am um giving you the story that you want to hear if i then you're more likely to patronize my advertisers and that's where our news is is in the money of the advertisers so right. there's a necessity for the news then recognizing this i'm i'm a fucking idiot i never graduated high school so if i can think this and it airs and it, and it rings as any truth then we can know that people that get paid fucking big money with degrees already thought this through there is a benefit to them telling the story through the lens of not changing the perspective of their target audience so that they can make more money from their uh, sponsors, which are their commercials. To the fact that then Mountain Dew will advertise on CNN more than Pepsi will. And Pepsi will advertise more on Fox News than Mountain Dew will. Because one is reminiscence and nostalgia, and the other is a bunch of young, daring dew devils. And they know where their Democrat, they're both going to the Pepsi Corporation head, but they know where their demographics are split and which one is more likely to purchase their product when framed with the news that they're being sold. Right. Anyways, I believe it also then without these conversations, that's why I like to put it into conversation because with an understanding of that or even a conversation around that, because you can tell me, Kyle, you're fucking wrong, but then we'll have to think it out and possibly find the better of it and, and a better future to go. You, you know, for all of us. But if I can imagine that that is what's happening, then it just makes sense that that psyche of America being fed those two polarizing opinions that are based off of the the um, fringes of the opposition's thought will actually tear at the fabric of community of America. Whereas then I go to the Walmart and I look at somebody in the face and I might normally give them a hey, how you doing? A smile. You're welcome. The kind of shit that might keep them from fucking slitting their wrists later on the day or so we're told, right? Share a smile. But it's harder to share that smile now because I don't think I can tolerate this person because my perspective is that because they're wearing Birkenstocks, that they're over there burning fucking flags or something, right? Or because he's got a red hat on, I got to figure that he doesn't mind identifying as a white nationalist. Right. You follow now I can't share these smiles. Now my community is weakened. Patriotism is is weakened because without the, the greatest virtue, Benjamin Franklin explained, man, I'm really on a soapbox. I'm going to get off right here. <laughs> but I do feel that some of these things are important to talk about. And I'm glad that we're able to talk about them because as other people then are encouraged to talk about them, they can't continue to treat us like the sheep we are. And we can't. We, we won't go easily into that still night, you know, 100%. But well, anyways, go on. I, I'm off my soapbox. I, no, I will say it. Benjamin Franklin tolerance. 
he said the greatest virtue of a patriot is going to be his tolerance. And I see that as a lacking thing, especially among the ideals of patriotism. If somebody tells me they're a patriot, in many cases, they're going to stand against being tolerant of other people's viewpoints. And that's an interest to me because Benjamin Franklin showed us that we can't be united without tolerance. And if we're not united, then we're not too fucking patriotic. That's why I smoke a lot of fucking weed. So I can just be <laughs> tolerant. I, I find that it does help me for sure. I've also found like, I've decided to believe effort. in Jesus Christ too. And not necessarily as my Lord and Savior, but just as a prophet who had a pretty good fucking idea. Now, as being that, then I get to claim I'm a Christian because I believe about as much of the Bible as most Christians I meet anyways, because none of them motherfuckers know a fucking scripture. They tell you shit like, oh, well, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. You're like, no, he doesn't. He wrote a fucking book, man. It's an instructional fucking thing full of covenants and shit that supposedly you're supposed to be guided by. But whatever. Yeah, he does whatever. Um they always tell you some kind of weird shit that comes down to their beliefs in their interpretation of the Bible. And that gives me the freedom then to believe that even though I don't believe that there's a man in the sky that sniffs flowers all day, strokes his white beard and then makes decisions that, that, that guard my, you know, that have to do with my life, depending on my righteousness. Instead of that though, I can decide to live in love and that shit helps me out. So if I have, a big loving smile on my face and I go to Walmart, then I find it doesn't fucking matter what they think. You know what I mean? Like, or who I think bad. they are. Yeah. Right. And I mean, it's what it's all about at the end of the day. We have to live our own, we have to live our lives, you know? And it's like, and I, I love slash hate, you know, it's a love hate for sure. Uh, that the whole new like self care thing was, is, I'm, I'm, I love it because self care is so important to be able to be like, to be able to be like, Hey, you know, I'm doing this for me because at the end of the day, I got to be happy to be able to make the people around me happy. And yeah. and that's a, that's a very fair thing. But I also feel like a lot of people take it a little bit too far and they're like, you know what? I love me, but fuck you. You know, and it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, what? you cannot love yourself while hating another because we're all the same fucking stardust and carbon. Right. I, right. I could be wrong, but what we generally hate about another Except person. Pedophiles. Except pedophiles. But. There's a special spot, I guess, for there. I don't want to hate any, so I think I have to pity. Because in many cases, there was a time when that pedophile was, was a victim. Mm -hmm. And well, it's, it's a, a circular thing. And so at some point, you're like, well, that isn't of interest. But at one point in that pedophile's life, my empathy could go up to him 100%. And now at this other point, I want to shut it down. You know, I want to have empathy and still be completely aghast and disgusted by, if that makes sense. Oh, and it's like, and it's, and it's a 100% different thing to be talking. Like, it's the idea of a pedophile versus, oh, fucking. What a is, group of oh, them. Old, um, oh, old, <laughs> uncle, uncle, uncle butt touch or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, they, uncle they, bad they, touch they, and his you know, group you know, of like, Nambla man boy love association yeah, group got, or something. then you got uncle bad touch and then then it might be a whole different situation because because like that person like that guy touched the per a person you know and then automatically all thoughts go out of the, all the 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 relative thoughts about you know oh i'm the empathy falls out the window when you're like hold on it can happen to someone i know like it can i i mean i can understand i certainly um you know but but they're, they're which I, don't, I don't know a whole lot so it, i think in the end I, i'm really just trying to get to an understanding that we are for me at least yeah that helps me 
is when I always imagined that no matter how full of sin any motherfucker might be, or in sin, maybe we just turn it to some fucking karmic negativity, okay? But no matter how full of that shit these fucking vampires that I might meet through day-to-day life are, it is most likely better for me to pity them because they don't recognize the direction and the course that it takes their life through such negativity. And through pity for them, I can be more assured not to follow them. But many times in our hatred, we, I believe, and I think there's a psychological belief that shows that we look at things that we dislike about ourselves, and then as a manner to imagine that we don't have those things active inside of us, we hate them in other people. Like cutting somebody off on the highway. Boy, I hate when they fucking that fucker. But when I do it on accident, I want somebody to forgive me right away because I didn't, I didn't fucking mean it. I don't do that. Right. Raise your hand out way bad. Like, Sorry, bro. Right. Well, there's that moment, right? Like, and, and, and somewhere in that I have to recognizing that everybody's made of the same stardust or they all have a divine light, no matter how misguided, then it helps me think that they deserve my forgiveness. And then I think here's the key. If they deserve my forgiveness and my empathy, then I deserve forgiveness and empathy from them. Even if they don't want to get it, give it. I have that solace of knowing what I give and also what I then deserve. And that knowledge can guide you through a lot of shit. Well, Hey, I ain't getting what I deserve around here. I'm going to fuck. If this, I can address it. If it's not being solved, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Fuck you guys. Take my shit and go home. No, All right. I I'll, agree. That's, I mean, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way. To, it's a good way to, uh, to go about things, man. I, I, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, I've, I've never really thought of it that way. So definitely, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, well, I'm finding it's the only way. I, I, if you might have seen me on the shows and stuff, or even hear me talk, you would realize that it's a struggle for me. It's not like it's the easiest, and many times I fail. But so, but when I go now to the Walmart, especially, and the airports and stuff, the congregations of people, when I build that feeling up of willingness to forgive and empathy for others it's so much easier for them me, me to be face to face with, with anybody. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I see that, man. I, I imagine I, you I, definitely I see that because through your charity, I, it, I bet it gives you a much same feeling as though, like, if I don't do this charity work, it is hard for me to look at people. I oh, feel like all, my worth is smiles, different, man. And it's, and it's like, mm-hmm. until it's, until it's not, you know, until you get that, that story that just fucking breaks you down. But like, but then that's the beauty in that too. But I, and I, but I feel like it is it, sometimes even if you're having the, the worst day ever and you got to put on that fake smile too, like that can, like, you know, your therapist probably tell you not to, you know, to like, I don't know. Your- Do they tell you? I've, I've actually heard many um, study and uh, in, in support around, putting on a fake smile not a mask but actually in just engaging in smiling reduces it'll, stress it'll rub off i mean it, it really does i mean it, mm-hmm. it's true man i don't give a fuck what the therapist said i'm sitting here like like if i put on that fake smile like eventually it becomes a real one it, it, eventually like it might not for the first half hour it might for the, for the first hour it may like maybe all damn day but like eventually it'll become genuine or you know at least mm-hmm. you know it at least well, make it genuine, to... right? We don't yeah. like, I don't know, exercising in it. Didn't you ever? Th- I see these stupid movies sometimes 
and they uh they got people going to these retreats right so i don't know vince vaughn maybe some couples or whatever and they they all got these people out there and they're uh doing fake laughing like a whole chorus of it you know what i mean like and there's there's proof that that is a valid tool to make you feel better like like we should have tools to make us feel better um, certainly, if if uh, we're worrying about our self help, then we need tools because you're going to feel bad sometime. And what do you do without a tool? Well, that's what we're trying to do, man. Give give us another another tool, you know, an app, mm-hmm. you know, something they can click on, fucking go alleviate some of their shit for you know a couple hours, just you know checking out. I mean, and th- we had we have plans beyond like with our. We're, we're planning on doing a, a launching an app in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I, I, I don't know. What, right. what would the app, well, can you talk about it or not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately we want to be able to put a, provide an interactive experience for a lot of the conventions that we're going to as well. You know, so it's like, you know, the, the world's changed with virtual reality and all this stuff. And, um, we ultimately kind of want to expand off of the newer technology that there is. Uh, we've been recording a lot of stuff with 360 degree cameras and stuff like that and kind of testing the waters and all that. So, you know, I'm pretty excited. That- and that's kind of why I'm asking you. Cause when I talked to you at the Philly show, you was all decked up with some, some shit. Like you was getting ready to go shoot some POV porn inside of your room or something there and hovering oh, fucking was- uh, drones around you. Take taking every angle in. Hey man, we gotta keep the OnlyFans going, you know. So is that okay? That's what's really funding all this right now, huh? That's what's really funding everything right now. <laughs> so <laughs> no. we get to go watch you step on hamsters or something, uh, yeah, crushing not, grapes I, with your feet. And man, if I ever did OnlyFans, bro, I would fucking I I would bait and switch them, and I'd be like, "All right, hi guys, so we're doing live tattooing today. How are you doing? I'm Josh. Like, Fuck. <laughs> what off. would you? Right? I I would. I think I would give it to him, man. I candy hasn't <laughs> helped me, and I'm I'm I don't have any ambition. But man, people have told me they would pay money for my feet in pictures of and video of. And I'm like, dude, I'm there. Candy's like, no, uh-uh, we ain't doing it. That's too weird, Kyle. I'm like, just fucking get the hamsters out here. I'm going to step on them. That's the end. You know, and I make a couple hundred. It's worth it, man. Some, sometimes, you know, that's what life is. You get some, some life has to suffer. Life eats life. That's what Tool says. Oh, yeah, man. Survival of the fittest. Social yeah. Darwinism. I'm actually kidding about that. I don't think I could step on anything and kill it. So fucking please don't send those letters to me, people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that one comes up. Kyle's killing hamsters on his only page. Oh I would have checked and verified, but I didn't want to give that monster any of my money. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it, I mean, hey, that's that's society we live in today. That's why I was going to worry about what I say, because I feel like I'm a very opinionated person. And uh, And again, like, that's been one thing I had to, like, I, I I've been working on it with myself because I, I, I man, sometimes you know, people don't got to hear your fucking opinion on everything. So I'll be like, I mean, I, a lot of people, you know, like, because I found out when I did mm-hmm. take sides on topics, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I might build up even more clientele in a certain demographic or whatever. So I'd stay busy no matter what, but I might lose that one person that's like, Oh, like, yeah. Bro, I, I commented on circumcision. I was like, I made a simple comment. Like it was a joke. Well, I'm sorry. I'm the most sarcastic fucking person ever. I'm like, Hey, we won't we won't talk about fucking abortion. Y'all don't talk about circumcision. How about that? All right. We all is everybody happy? <laughs> and uh and I got one star review on my tattoo shop page saying that I support the mutilation of baby genitalia. I said, Are you fucking with me? He's like, What? 
Uh, I'm going to make that into uh, a t-shirt, man. It's going to be like the fucking second. I support the mutilation of baby genitalia. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm just going to screenshot that and sell it as a fucking t-shirt. I might have to do that like on my personal page. But... So they weren't happy with the comment, I guess. And, and you, yeah, need, like, you needed to be canceled. Apparently, they didn't do a good job. Did you hear about the kid that was born with no eyelids and they had to circumcise him? They used his uh, foreskin for eyelids. I should have told him about that. Yeah, he's a little cockeyed, but other than that, he's fine. That's the jokes we need, bro. If you want to throw that out like an hour ago. But... <laughs> it just has to come. You know what I mean? Oh, hey, it comes congruous. Um, <laughs> poor kid. Poor cockeyed yeah. kid. Can you imagine the wrinkled ass eyelids you would have? When you... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> getting That's... swollen up all the time. They're like allergies. And you just be like, you'd have that wrinkled up fucking foreskin eye. Oh, well. All right. I'm a dick. Uh, and, and and yeah, I don't know. I, I guess many of us support that. Like if you take the stance completely against circumcision, then you also and the every then, then everybody's got to follow your stance. It's because kind of you're also saying my mom is a horrible fucking person. Exactly, man. I, I don't. I'm my I'm grandmother. Like, hey, and it goes back through history. And honestly, you're saying it about me, too, because when it came to the moment and I was like, nah, man, it, listen, Candy, I'm talking to my wife here. I'm having the son, David. I wish that people left my fucking dick alone when I was a kid, because at this point, any more of it that I have, I'm thinking is a is a positive. Like, fuck it, oh right? Like, uh, you see what they're trying to sell me in my inbox every fucking day. I am inundated with the thought that I do not pack enough to satisfy. Well, if I had a little eighth inch more of skin even, right, then maybe I'd be less of those in my inbox. I don't know. I, so that, that, that being my opinion, I was like, hey. And she was like, nah, fucking slug dicks are ugly. Fuck you. Uh, it, I'm sorry to any any uh, people packing the extra meat. I personally, I'm like, I don't see it as a as a fashion faux pas. But you know, the girls in the states, they grew up on a certain penis, and and I guess they just want to see it repeated. So, yeah, right. At any I'm a, rate, I'm in the fashion industry, man. I fucking i i fucking put the mark of the beast on people for a fucking day to day job. You know, I'm putting, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm here to defile the fuck out of your tomb. So, like, don't think that I'm a like I'm a I, I don't know. I you have, they have too much faith in me. Apparently, like I'm all about the mental health. But when it comes to like, you know, what I mean, I'm like I feel like my cockhead is cold and it needs it needs more. <laughs> more something you know what i mean like a little turtleneck there i think i'm gonna start making turtlenecks for my penis that's what but i'm saying. I, I'm gonna start selling turtlenecks for penises like are you missing something nah, try kyle's yeah. turtlenecks for penises <laughs> for the foreskin impaired well they they fucking uh the i go to like a, a i think it's a catholic uh what hospital when we had my my eight, my eight year old, I got a lot of kids. So, but so like my eight year old is born there and like, they tried telling me, you know, Hey, you know, we don't really think that there's not any medical reasonings for, you know, us doing that. So like, we don't really, I'm like, Hey, well, I, I didn't ask you for your advice. <laughs> I, I, I really said that. And like, so that they called CPS on me. I said, we'll get to that. But like, they literally, said, really? they gave my, like, they gave my baby's mother a, a Julian center packet. And like, he seems like he's abusive. Like, you know what I, mean? like what? I go, why? Because I, 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 well, I got loud with the nurse when so so they said to me, hey, you know, 
fucking, you know, we don't think that's, I, I don't care what you think. No, I, I didn't ask, I, I asked you, I'm telling you to go do that. Thank you. You know, go do that. I go, I'm not going <laughs> to. You're forcing them to mutilate. So you do. Okay. So that's what oh, we can yeah. put on your Google Google. You so do support the mutilation of baby genitalia. Yeah, yeah, so that, that, I earned that fucking review. So um, the funny thing is to me that that person has somebody in their family that they might be better to serve to point that finger at and have a long conversation with. Because somewhere in your family, somebody's dick's got cut. Well, they fucking they came back with no uh no ointment on the gauze, bro. Like I'm and I'm a fucking tattoo artist, so I know like uh, you know I mean to be a dick to you, huh? Yeah, (laughs) I'm like I go I go you're not being a dick to me. I go you just literally like now we gotta peel this shit off of my like I had to have the other nurse like peel it off of his dick. I'm sitting here like you you, we're hurting my new. I I go and they're like, well, we told you. I go no, you can go fuck yourself. I was like really. I go, you didn't learn your fucking job, and I, I probably said I was just mad because it's my son, you know. No, they mean? didn't. Like, they didn't do it very often. They had somebody that was squeamish with the moil, and so yeah, instead yeah. of him going after that poor skin like he should, he was like, I don't know. This isn't what I'm used to. They usually <laughs> just say okay. It was a lady, um, bro. It was. It was a lady. I'm like her, her husband. I left think it's time, man. I, I think. We should bring it back. I didn't do it for I didn't stand ground for my son, but you know, I hope maybe he stands ground for his, you know. So at least hey. at least we're softening it. Cause because eventually, why like God God does things right, does it? How bad did he do? <laughs> what else do I need to change about me? I Isn't that the whole body positivity own, thing? That's what I'm gonna say. Number yeah, one, well, a- body positivity, lady. Don't come after me about my love of genitalia mutilation until you get off of your fucking high horse about body positivity, because this is my body positivity. I love mutilating my dick and you don't have the right to tell me not to do it. I love it so much. I'm going to mutilate my kid's dick. I mean, wait till he turns 18 and I tattoo him. You know what I mean? All the kids are going to probably want a tattoo from dad. Shit. So it's Mm. like, you know, I, I, I go, yeah, it gets worse. Yep. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you want to start throwing these judgments at these yeah, things, I guess that is the problem, of course, with judging is uh, then you have to be judged. And I think that, you know, this late, I don't know, so many people fuck judging. I'm doing it myself, I guess. But uh, I really like to just be able to cover all air- areas of anger <laughs> so that I can right. dissipate all of them if I'm not wrong, you know, because the truth of the matter, I give a fuck, really, you know. Like, same. I, I never want to alienate anyone for their choice of anything. It's like, I, even though I joke about shit, which I'm sure you're the same way, it's like, like that's all in humor. Because I mean, we grew, I, I, at least I grew up, and I, so I know you did on fucking mm-hmm. on how comedy used to be. Is like, you know, they'd point a motherfucker out in the crowd and make fun of him. You write to the, and, and nowadays, like, I don't even know how, how how there are comedians. I don't even know. Everything's so touchy. You know what I mean? It's like you can't be sarcastic or joke about something without someone. Trying to take it as an offensive, and you're like, bro, I'm not even talking about you, man. Generally, like, when they take it out of context of that, its nuance, yeah. it can be taken as offensive when it's a decent community. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that that's really just some of the fight. Th- there's a narrative of that, and at the same time, I feel like that same narrative exists almost just to promote the being the, better about things. Well, yeah, about saying, yeah, like, oh, man, they're trying to shut me down. Well, that gives me something to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I you rarely see the success of them trying to shut people down, except, say, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey. Um, who else was it? I guess. Who is it? Uh, uh, and Bill I don't Cosby. know if he didn't shut himself down. Well, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Well, he got out. 
<laughs> who is it? Who is a uh, Louis C.K. Right? He kind of got shut down for jerking off in front of some girls. Oh, is that the Pee Wee Herman dude? No, uh, it, Louis C.K. He's a hilarious comedian, red hair, balding oh. kid, um, not Bill Burr. Uh, but he comes out and he opens the night with abortion. And you're like, wow, that's a punchline in itself. I see. I see what you did there. He's, he's, he was a genius comedian who was full of angst and hatred for much of mankind. And uh, but still hilarious and with a, a good wit. But then he asked some girls one night to let him, you know, to if he could jerk off in front of him in his hotel room of which they were in. I believe at the time. And they were like, Oh, okay. Now he didn't realize this is his tweet. He says, I didn't realize the position of power that I had now found myself in because he used to be a non celebrity. And now that he was a celebrity, he didn't realize the position of power he is in when he asked them that instead of it being a a question, it became a predicament. And I think he wrote that pretty succinctly. And I think I give him plenty of empathy for it because if you're into watching girls jerk, you know, watch you jerk off, and then you're not a celebrity and then you are a celebrity and all that changed for you, but your desire didn't, I can follow, you know, yeah, I've been jerking off this whole time, man. And I think I were on, on the view. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck man. I guess then we could do the fans only. Yeah. Right. Uh, no, I'm missing out on revenue streams. Right. Me, yeah, that that's that's actually kind of crazy to me that someone even got in trouble for that. Like, what? Like, if you if you consensually went in there and like that's some weird shit. Maybe I don't know. Some people do some weirder shit. So I don't, I don't know. know. I think I think all those kinds of things eventually set up to a, a return. It was they tried to cancel Dave Chappelle, but we didn't see his numbers decline. You know, he made more revenue, and it's almost. I I, I take it from this. Um, for, from an ICP song. Lordy, lordy, we got to protest that, man. Some rock and roll ninja bit the head off a rat. Let's march in his concerts and send him to hell because he's so fucking terrible. But meanwhile, his album sells double and triple because you heard about him rubbing his nipple. Religious? Shit, you helped that man bank instead of helping those poor people eating out of the garbage cans. Right. Now, from that genius that's given to us by Violent J, uh, I, I inference that I see this time and time again. That all the squeaking wheel that you do to try and shut something down actually just drives it forward. Look at Jake Paul. Yeah. I'm rooting for the guy, to be honest. I think a lot of people are. I, I am, even I though him fucking I hated it. him at one point. Oh, yeah. No, and, man, and that's what I had to learn that amongst my journey. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. first, like, like I said, I think I mentioned earlier, like, first they hate, then they copy, you know, and it's like and then they're then all of a sudden that they want to be cool with you eventually in life so it's like i feel like even if you take like that negativity that people throw out to, towards you and you just like you just combat it with like either a shove it to the side or just combat it with positivity like yeah. eventually it's gonna come back around to where like that same person who was like hating on what you're doing is now asking you how you did that you know and it's, i follow sometimes I that that just becomes your fuel just like us as tattoo artists. I don't know if I would have become one if they made it easy for me. You know, first times I went to get tattooed or to buy machines and to learn anything, they were like, yeah, fuck you, kid. Uh, I'll sell you a machine. And then they all fuck with the springs and shit. You know, I'll give you some ink. I'll sell it to you. You, you, you know, that's half alcohol. 
these right. these kinds of things as a start. You're like that made me full of piss and vinegar. If it wasn't for that, I don't know that I was stuck around. It might be graphic design or fucking trimming trees. But yeah, now that I'm bringing up yeah. Jake Paul, that definitely gives me the idea that I must stay too long and said too much. <laughs> so let me let me try and close this out. Sometimes I I, I like to put myself on the hot seat. Um, or allow you to put me on the hot seat and ask if you had any question you would ask me. Man, I, man, that's 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 a fucking hard question in itself. Any question I would ask you, <laughs> uh, man, what what do you want to do with the rest of your tattoo career? If you were to say like oh, all the things you've done, you know, you, like, mm. all your accomplishments and all that, like what is your main goal? Do you think as far as the rest of your career and you know or for that's a good question really because uh one because i really don't know i've lost mm -hmm. a certain amount of passion because the artwork that i seem to want to do most of my clients aren't geared towards and maybe it's like organica might just be dying out and i might have missed yeah. my chance to really do it but i'd really like addressing the body with ways that uh accentuate it and without having to have so much thought behind every piece, because to mm -hmm. me, the body is still a living person. And I would like to rather get people interested in the person and the stories they have to tell instead of the story that their skin tells. And I don't want to shit on anybody else's. Like, I like it when other people are able to make somebody's skin tell a story. I can look at it and read it and get it and feel emotionally involved. Beautiful mm -hmm. shit. But for me personally, I just find, you know, the direction going. So I've lost kind of some passion. People will be like, hey, what do you like to tattoo? You got anything that you've drawn up? And I'll show them, you know, some sleeves that I've done. And they're like, oh, that's cool. I was thinking about getting a girl holding balloons on the sidewalk with a little boy in the silhouette with, you know, and you're like, oh, it's so not. <laughs> it's not what I want to do. <laughs> like, but, yeah. but you, it's but you like, do it. It's like, you know, yeah. like, all right, huh. you know, it's like, it's our job. I, I, do it, I, I, and then I, eventually you stop taking pictures right so because you're like well this is why they do it because i keep taking pictures of this and they're like man i really like that tattoo you did a little girl in the balloons with the little silhouette boy and you're like yeah i've done three of them now oh dude that's the hardest thing for me is to post anything on my instagram anymore like i've lately i've been flooding it with the reels because we got so much footage mm -hmm. from our videography just throwing me reel after reel i'm like bro i can't post a new reel every day i post like three times a month man and, well, and why is it that you're tired of? Are you getting you feel pigeonholed by your previous work as well? Yeah, man. Like when you do a sixty-hour piece that you're super fucking proud of, and mm. you don't get a you don't get a fucking finish off like that every time. So like you might do a dope tattoo that's cool, but like you, I feel like I, as an artist, I feel like I wanted to show my progression, like that I'm getting better, that I'm getting better. And then when you do, sometimes you do things that just aren't as aren't as intricate you know you don't, people didn't put as much time into and you just don't want to i guess it's hard for me to post those pieces because i'm like man i don't want to make people want to get more of these small pieces i want to do like and, right and then like then i'll just randomly do something where i'm just like all right cool i was really passionate about that and i'll post it and you almost feel like if you don't get a certain amount of like interactions I mean, i've deleted so many tattoos off of there like when i post it and like it just doesn't hit the algorithm or something like and i just and, and again i shouldn't feel that way because as now we can just hide our likes bro so i'll be like <laughs> I'll, hide, I'll hide it so i don't even know and that way i just don't gotta fucking like stress about it because like sometimes it, it, you'll get like fucking 
50 likes on something or and you're just like and the next thing you're getting some tattoo you really didn't even like to fucking do or something you got fucking 600 800 000 whatever you know just hits the algorithm at the right point and there's like oh that's the that's the shit you want to fucking see god damn it then you're fucking you know like the the stuff you put all your really time and effort into you know yeah and you do some very intricate tattoos with a lot of detail oriented stuff that it takes more than one session i'm guessing am i wrong 60 uh, hours you so, didn't do that in one piece oh yeah no yeah like so when i did that was like a full like leg mandala piece you know like uh, the one i was specifically mm-hmm. thinking on and then there's other ones that i have done in like three days and i feel like lately now be traveling and stuff you know it's like you almost gotta do one shots a lot of times and back at, back at home like when i'm here i get to you know i, I get to work on like the bigger bigger scale pieces but like dude I'm, that don't have I'm, to be finished today the time's ticking do i average probably like eight to ten hours on my tattoos when i'm like at these conventions unless i'm just doing little bangers which is very rare most of time i'm going there and from the start of the fucking day i'm tattooing until like it's already closed and we're leaving and i'm trying to fill up a whole half sleeve or fucking go from the ankle up to the butt cheek or something ridiculous that i should never fucking have taken on but i I made it it, you know you're like but it's at the end of the day, it's like, it's so stressful on your body and like, and on your mental too. Cause you're like, I mean, a lot of times you're trying to enter one of those competitions or something. That's why you go and you, and you push yourself to this limit to try to see what you can do. And did every fucking time I'm like, I don't even get to the white highlights before I enter it. I'm like, I'm like, Ugh. and I'll be like, Hey, after you go enter that fucking tattoo, come back and sit down, bro. We'll sit for another hour. Yeah. Oh, they're excited to hear that. Oh, good. That after I got the break and it stopped hurting, I'll come right back and you can push some white into me. Yeah, while you're all shitty because how you didn't get a fucking award because your shit wasn't finished. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're angry too, yeah. (laughs) What about, uh, you know, that interests me talking with Nico at Philly Tattoo Convention. Mm -hmm. And he kind of simply put it, and I loved hearing it. He said, well, you know, I I can get, I do about a hand size amount of a tattoo a day. Oh, shit. Yeah. That must be nice. Yeah. Well, even and with that, you can see that you would have the time to put in that amount of detail. Well, I wouldn't say you, but I could more understand having the time to put in the kind of detail that we see in his pieces. Oh, yeah. I I feel like that would get it's like that would give me anxiety. And and to be honest, I I look up to a lot of his work. So when I when I try to do color realism pieces, which is when I like I do, I, I. I'm a jack of all, a Josh of all trades, I like to say, but you know, I do, I do everything. So, but I, I mean, I like to do a lot of mixed style pieces, but like when I, that it involves a lot of color realism sometimes. And like, it's something that like, it's always intrigued me, but like, I don't know if the, the patience that you got to have to sit there. And, and honestly, is most of the clients, like if you got enough money for this, you know what I mean? I don't like to like say it like that, but it's like, you know, I, I charge 150 bucks an hour, nothing too crazy is, you know, industry. Standard. Oh, that's a nice, that's an easy price. Yeah. yeah. I, I try to keep it easy, but I'm also like, dude, this is going to take us 30 fucking hours, bro. Like, do, are you ready for that? <laughs> like, you know, do you got, and are you going to come back for your sessions? Like I need you to, because like, yes. I mean, you like to start at the bottom and work your way up. And like, I've seen Nico have to like replace fucking like, like portrait. You know what I mean? Like what he does, like the, the bottom neck to the porch, like halfway up the face. And just like, all right, I'll see you here in a month or something. You're just like, what the fuck? How are you going to place yeah. that, that portrait, bro? Like what? But he like sees the was- stencil. I think. I think what I mean. What he worked on this weekend, that he did do about a hand size, three days in a row, 
beautifully done when the piece came together it was like a carnage i think is the character from from marvel or what a, it was gorgeous um and he had some healed pieces that were only one pass you know he usually likes to get in there and do another pass on it at least um mm-hmm. on the same character and i'm guessing i mean at the size i'm guessing that was another two to three day at least but just by being the hands that it was you know it was right. it was cool to watch him work like that it just to me it set things down because there's out there's that that worry right like we get into tattooing and time flies like you said you're there for eight to ten hours at a convention right sometimes 12 so and yeah really it hurts your body but the whole time you're like trying to get so much done for the competition or whatever that you don't even notice time or being yeah, doing that sometimes man like fuck, that's probably mm-hmm. how i stay skinny bro like i i, I eat i <laughs> eat way too much but I, the metabolism ain't got up caught up with me yet but like i sometimes man i'll be like real I'll be like it's like 9 p.m i'm like man i'm starting to feel kind of just weak what oh shit i've been tattooing. haven't eaten all day i haven't eaten shit all day and i was like and i and they're in a convention center the food probably tastes like shit and it's overpriced all right so, all right you know you're like <laughs> 14 dollars like, chicken tenders yep that's what i go for i'm like go give me the fucking Chicken tenders here, fucking here, cash, cash out one of my 401k real quick. So, you fucking get <laughs> so I can get some chicken. Well, Josh, I appreciate you sharing your trivials, 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 <laughs> and your stories as well. And of course, uh, we look forward to seeing this uh, enterprise grow. You know, we look forward to seeing Thank more you. awareness come to art in general. Uh, and how it can be a change or a life force, a direct direction for young people, maybe misguided. And uh, I appreciate the work you're doing there. Thanks, man. I, I, I really appreciate that as well. And like I said, how I, can, hope that, mm-hmm. I always hope to see, uh, you know, really just hope to see it all play out. Like, like, like we have it planned, man. It's like, like it's like over the next few months, I think you'll see a lot, you know, a lot, a lot more of it go on. It's just like, we just, I, I feel like, we just got the ball rolling and, and just the amount of feedback has been beyond, you know, awesome. it, 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 it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's the one word for it. Man. You guys amazing. got a place where people can post their individual stories of how tattooing may have saved their lives on your page. Yep. Tattoos save my life.com. We're trying to, we're trying to direct people mainly over to there from all the social medias, because that's where we're going to use our main platform. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long, what's going to be around and, you know, and all that. I feel like, being able to go to that website will, you know, uh, will have more options. And as of right now, there is a place where you can, where you can share your story on there. You can buy t-shirts, awesome. all that fun stuff. And we're about to put uh, all the artists and stuff that are involved on there. It's just like, it's been a process. We're really trying to get a certain, like a certain amount of like uh, products put together before we like, you know, just do, I don't want to make like one change to the website. I'd rather just make five changes all at once. So it's, we got about a week or two until we kind of add a whole new dynamic as well. But right now, okay, it still serves us. It, it still serves a purpose, you know. And mm-hmm. well, I, I feel like that's interesting stories. And for anybody that's ever got the time to read them, you know, uh, it, it feels like I'm curious how it saved other people's lives. Do you follow me? And that's one question that I ask people about here. I don't ask necessarily how it changed, how it saved their lives how tattooing has affected and changed your lives is a common thread. So uh, it feels interesting to me and I'd like to direct people to it as well. Um, and also awesome. I feel like some, a lot of times 
when you give your own story uh, and then maybe even read a couple more uh, of similar stories, it gives you uh, something that helps beat despair. It gives you a faith that there is a tomorrow. If this other person's experienced a similar thing and he's still going at it, you know, then so can I. So hopefully that whole purpose that you guys have can be um, affected by, by the stories that people are sharing and maybe they'll want to share one themselves. No, definitely, man. And again, uh, you know, this podcast definitely inspired me as as well as a lot of other ones. Um, I think last night I did like the reinventing the tattoo uh, with the tattoo collector podcast for, and, -hmm. and, you know, and, and, the, the we got a, is there another podcast we can listen to uh your your story on as well then you're saying yeah yeah well, I, awesome I, what I is it give it a plug it's the reinventing the tattoo tattoo collectors 101 podcast um that we did it's it like last guy Hinkinson's too if i'm not mistaken yep that's it it's his awesome. platform and uh we went live for about three hours last night on youtube um i'm not I, she sent me the link, so I, I'm going to end up posting on my social medias and all that fun stuff. I'll get it to us, and we'll see if we can't post it up with this, too, or at least we'll post up to your social media. What is your IG account? It's uh, Josh Short Tattoos, and, and also the Tattoos Save My Life is just at Tattoos Save My Life. Cool. Appreciate it, man. No, thanks for being it. a part of this, and thanks for all your work, brother. All right, you too, brother. I'll see you soon. Probably Chicago. Yep. We'll see you on the road. Yes. I can't wait. Chicago is one of my favorite towns. We're going to go awesome. see Second City there. We're, we're, we're going to try and make plans now. Got to go eat at Gibson's, man. So Yeah? Oh, the, yeah. the meat place or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's usually good. You got you ever heard of Second City? I have not. It's like where um they they source a lot of the comedians uh, for Sarant Live there. They have since oh, uh, Jim Belushi and all that shit. Or John Belushi, excuse me. So uh, we're hoping to get you know a seat inside of there. They sell out real quick, but we've been working towards it so i'm stoked i'll have to look into it man fucking it's right down the road for me man two hour drive so oh awesome you lucky bastard all right we'll talk to you again soon take care josh you too man later